Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Broken Clock Podcast Gamescast. As always, my name is Adam. I'm Joe. And I'm Johnny. And where the fuck have you guys been? The last two weeks, I've shown up here to record a podcast, and you guys weren't here to do anything about it. And we... This is unprofessional. And we are guaranteed to be right at least twice a day, because that is the model of the Broken Clock Podcast. See, Joe has been gone for two weeks, which is why he's being No, super... you guys have been gone for the last I two weeks. I live here. I live here in this house. And, and where were you when I came to record the podcast? I had to record them by myself. Oh, what... yeah? What'd you talk about? Yeah, where's your recordings, Joe? Yeah, what'd you talk about did you put them online yeah put them online nobody yeah. listens to this crap they absolutely how dare you? joe does not speak for us or the broken clock podcast and with that kind of attitude he's gonna be gone he's gonna be fourth chair yeah you're gonna be sitting in the car you guys are so i was gonna welcome you back and like have this nice like jovial conversation <laughs> where we jovial. asked about your trip and like really got to know what you've been doing for the last two weeks and now i could not give a shit <laughs> <laughs> because you are a jerk we didn't have these kind of problems when you were gone. Nobody knocked my action figures over. Nobody uh, coughed during uh, sound check. None of that. It's all you. You've you've lost it. Your yeah, ringer was on like earlier. It sounds like it's been a really boring podcast for the last two weeks. No, we talked a lot about us. St- we talked a lot of, about a lot of things. Last week digital was Joe was yeah. great. Yeah, we missed Digital Joe. Digital Joe made his uh, Gamescast debut. Oh, you weren't even as witty as Digital Joe either. Yeah. Aww. Uh-huh. Now you feel bad, don't you? you yeah, a jerk. little bit. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. You know how I am on autopilot with my intros, and then you stomped all over it and threw me off, and now I'm angry. He's breaking a desk. Angry. Yeah. Flipping every. I just flipped everything over. It was quiet, though. I edited that part out. But everything's upside down now. We're just going to move on with it. Yeah. Welcome back, Joe. <laughs> it's good to be back. I listened to the two podcasts I wasn't on. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys are lost without me. That's not true. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's super boring without me here. How dare you. So bored that you listen to it. Yeah. Both of them. Now you wasted Now you wasted your own time. You played yourself. Yep, definitely. <laughs> gotcha. I did a lot of driving, so I had something, I find something to listen to while I was well, driving around. Drive. Because it's like we were driving with you, even though you didn't invite us on your vacation. No. It's like we were there with you anyway. Yeah. Do you have fun? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. The don't Carolinas are really nice. Don't care. Oh. <laughs> Because you were because you were so mean harsh. earlier. He was mean to us, John. <laughs> he, was, he was, and he's continuing to be mean to us. We came here, we did the work, we put it in, we, you know, we gave a gave everything out to the fans. We talked about Stadia. There was a lot of big topics that you missed, Joe. Yeah, I know. We did include Digital Joe's thoughts on Stadia, so mm-hmm. that was cool. Uh, thank you for him, you know, to to do that. That was great. I hate that guy. I know because he's better than you. I know. <laughs> Everyone like loves him more. Right. All these stupid robots taking my job. That's right. <laughs> That's what happens. Um, Freaking automation. Well, Joe, tell us about what you've been playing. It doesn't necessarily have to be this week. If you played anything, if you saw any video game-related things on your vacation, what was your video game like for the last three weeks? Uh, I played uh, a lot of Switch games. I kind of went overboard knowing that I was going on vacation of and course. being on vacation. But you actually played them. Because normally we joke, like, we do this where we load up our portables and then play none of it. Did you you actually played stuff? Uh, a little bit, okay. admittedly. I bought a lot more stuff than the stuff that I actually planned on playing. Um, uh, so, like, I picked up, at one point, uh, knowing that I was missing out on Sekiro, I bought uh, Dark Souls Remastered for the Switch. So I was like, I'll play this while I'm on vacation, you know, to, like, kind of tide myself over for missing out on Sekiro. And? Um, while I, I, I'm... It is Dark Souls. It's not really fit for playing in like the handheld mode on the Switch, on a tiny screen. On like on the tiny screen, which like I constantly felt like 
I was going to like snap it or something like that. Cause mm-hmm. like it's a game where you kind of get a lot more into it than just casually sitting around. So that was something that I didn't play too much. Cause I was, you know, I, I thought like uh, maybe I'll play this again, like docked while at home, yeah, like yeah. with the pro controller, as opposed to trying to playing it in the handheld mode. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. I uh, picked up a bunch of other games. I got um, Super Meat Boy on the Switch. All right. Um, I'm surprised you didn't already own that. I mean, yeah, I've already owned Super Meat Boy a bunch of times, but not on the Switch. Yeah, no, I'm, I I meant on the Switch. I figured that would have been a thing that you picked up along the way at some point because... It recently got uh, like a physical release. Mm-hmm. Uh, Best Buy got a bunch. Of, I think we talked about this before. Where Best Buy got a bunch of like... Their limited own run limited games. run, like released a bunch of physical things. Yep. Uh, one of them I bought was Windjammers. Uh, so which me and John played some Windjammers yesterday. Super intense. Oh, I love that game so much. Yeah, I I was always kind of like when all the times that you would talk about playing Windjammers, I was you know, sitting there like kind of picturing something different in my head of than what it actually was. In a way, yeah, it's a hard game to explain. Yeah, it's a fighting disc pong game. Yeah, yeah. Which I think is how I always explained it to him. Right, but, but it's just a hard thing to like to, yeah, like, to visualize your in your mind, like when you're trying to think of what something is, if somebody tries to describe it to yeah. you. So uh, that was another one that I like picked up, and then me and John, uh, I played it, like a little bit by myself, uh, just against the PC, and I was like, oh, like I can see where like the fun of this is, but like if you're just playing by yourself, it, like I said, it's it's like a fighting game, yeah. so it's something that you need somebody to like bounce off of, as opposed to just playing against the computer. Uh, literally bounce off. Um, so, like, when me and John were playing it yesterday, we got super into it. We're just screaming at each other nonstop, like, uh, freaking out, like, in your face, ah! like, <laughs> shit talking so yeah. much. Is that why you both have black eyes? Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it cool. got violent. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as it would. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised you didn't bring a frisbee to throw at him when he was here. <laughs> well, there are a bunch of He did make one and he just put razor blades all over the edges. Oh, okay. So it looked like a pog slammer? Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, other things that I picked up, I picked up, um, two games, which I always was kind of intrigued by, uh, because I was kind of confused as to why they both existed, which is, uh, Monster Boy in the Cursed Kingdom and Wonder Boy in the Dragon's Trap, which are two games that came out on the Switch that are the same game, essentially, made by two different studios, uh, whereas one is, like, um, a remake of an old, like, Sega Master System game. Uh, and the other one is like a modern, ver- like a new version of them, but they're like through some sort of weird licensing thing where like one studio owns the rights to the Monster Boy games and another one owns the rights to the Wonder Boy games, which were like the same series of games from back in the Genesis era. It's like it's... that weird James Bond movie that's like there's two James, there's like Thunderball and then Never Say Never Again, where it's like the same movie. Like, yeah, made by two different people, or the the original Casino Royale, which yeah, was yeah. not like a James Bond movie, but was but it is it was the James Bond Casino Royale. Yeah, <laughs> but this is like one company owned the rights to the uh, Monster Boy games, and the, the like. That's like the localized name, and mm-hmm. then like, or that's the foreign name, and like the localized name is Wonder Boy or something like that. So like, yeah. that's the reason why they can own both of them at the same time, mm-hmm. or two companies can own both of them at the same time. It was, but it's it like was, the third game in a series anyway. So I think there was a lot more of them back in the Genesis. There was like four or five of them. Right, but the, the one that era. got remade and then made, oh, yeah, made was again the third is game. the third game. Yeah. Which is weird, but yeah. sure. Because it just always confused me because like I would go to Best Buy and I would see like 
the covers are it, the art style is different, but like the covers are kind of the same. Where it's like the kid with the blue hair holding a sword, and then like a lion and a dragon and a frog and a like pig like surrounding him because like the kid changes shape into the different monsters. Mm-hmm. And that was like I look at him like I could have sworn I saw that game, but it looked different. And then I would like go to another Best Buy and be like, wait a second, like didn't I just see that one? But it's different. And like finally, I like looked it up because I was like just confused as to why there were these two games with like almost the same yeah it's definitely like, the same motif of the cover it's the mandela like, effect in real time yeah literally yeah <laughs> um and uh the the wonder boy one is okay that's the one that's like the remake of the old genesis game so like it definitely has a lot more of that old genesis feel whereas the monster boy one um which is the new one uh it's still like they're trying to capture that like old school feel and like a new like paint to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so like it still has kind of that old school feel, but also feels like it's a, it's a Metroidvania now, like yeah. this one. So like, and I didn't realize that when I bought it. So like as I was playing it, I was like, oh, I get like kind of like this like old schooly feel. Um, and then like I played it, I was like, oh wait, shit, this is a Metroidvania game. Like now I'm really excited to play this. John, you played some of it yesterday also. Yeah, yeah, I liked it a lot. And the art style is really funny. And uh, the only thing that's, like, weird is, like, the uh, inventory system is kind of weird. Because, like, you have to actively change items to, like, influence what's going on in real life. So, like, at one point you have to swim. Or, like, you have to go underwater. But the only way to go underwater is to wear your, like, heavy boots. Mm-hmm. So you have to, like, go into, like, your inventory in your paw system, put on the heavy boots, jump into the water. And then sometimes in the water... to go back up you need to take them off so you gotta go back into your inventory take them off put on your regular boots and then like platform that way so it's just like a lot of inventory management yeah it could use like a, a hotkey type thing where you could like assign a certain item to like a button or like to the shoulder button so you could cycle through them mm-hmm. as opposed to having to like go to the menu every time and yeah. also like every time you change something in the menu it saves for like so, you know like for like a half a second really yeah, but, but still, it adds up right yeah. you can't just go into the menu switch it and then go back you go into the menu you turn it on it's like saving and then you gotta go back in yeah. yeah so like that like extra half second is enough to kind of make you go like come on hurry the fuck up this is the modern era like we're impatient we need instant gratification mm-hmm. uh let me think of some other things if there were any Power ones i picked up uh well i figured we would get to that with adam oh. um uh that was the one that you would, I'm assuming, be most excited for. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, uh, of course, Sekiro. I picked up that. Okay. Uh, we got John's thoughts, uh, and we'll get more on him in the second week. But what, what are your initial thoughts on Sekiro, since you were the Darks, the Souls guy in the group? Uh, it is uh, it is good. It is very good. I am enjoying it. It is a game where, like, when I'm not playing it, I'm sitting there kind of going, like, I want to go back and play Sekiro. Mm-hmm. Um, as a person who has played a lot of the Souls, like, Bloodborne, Soulsborne, Dark Souls games, mm-hmm. uh, it does enough, uh, obviously because it's made by From Software, it does enough to capture, like, the feel of those games while also changing enough to make it incredibly frustrating for a person who's, like, coming at it from a perspective of playing... Yeah, Dark which Souls. is what I've heard from, like, everyone who's a Dark Souls person. Yeah, so, like, it lulls you into, like, a bit of a salt, like false sense of security with certain things. Because it's like, oh, the idol is the bonfire. So, like, that's familiar. You know, if I use it, like, the world resets. Uh, uh, the the Whatever the, the yen or whatever the hell the money type is in the game um, is essentially, like, the souls, souls in this one. Yeah. You uh, got the gourd, which is the same as yeah, the... Yeah, you got the gourd, which is, like, the flask. Flask. So you, like, sit there, and as somebody who's played all the other games... You kind of want to try and play it like that, but mm-hmm. if you try and play it like a Dark Souls game, you're going to get your ass kicked. 
because um, the way that the combat is set up and like the way that the dodging mechanisms and stuff are set up is different uh, to the point where like. I, I want to, like, when I'm fighting an enemy, like, I want to just be, like, rolling and dodging around them, but, like, you can't do that in this one, because this one has, like, a more of a, like, vertical and horizontal combat system, where, like, if a person's doing, like, a, 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 a horizontal sweep, you can't roll against that. Where in, like, Dark Souls and Bloodborne, you can kind of, like, just roll through any attack. Yeah, you would jump over the sword. Yeah, you had to jump over the sword or roll away from a vertical slice kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So rolling won't save you from getting hit by something in this one. Whereas my mind keeps telling me, oh, it, it's, it's it's Dark Souls. You can just roll through anything and like not get hit. As long as you're rolling, you're not taking damage. Um, so I, I keep getting killed because of that. Um, I don't really find it as difficult as like I've heard a lot of people talking about. I don't want to like get cocky and be like, no, it's super easy. It's gone for two weeks. This is the greatest video game player of <laughs> all time. Yeah. Wow, you've changed. Yeah. Really changed. Um, because, like, I feel like when you're kind of just dealing with, like, the regular enemies, they're not really all that difficult. Um, maybe it's in the way that you kind of play. I play very, like, aggressively, so I just kind of, like, hammer on people really quickly and just kind of, like, uh, because I like how this one, it's not really, there's not health in the game. It's their, like, combat prowess. They're, like, uh, poise. Mm-hmm. So, like, you're not really hurting them physically. It's you're knocking away their ability to defend themselves until they're, like, weak enough that you can get them with uh, an execution attack. Um, so, like, I've gotten really good at the point where, like, I'm just kind of, like, running through and, like, murdering the crap out of the other guys. It's just that the bosses are so ridiculously overpowered in this game. And, like, to the point where it feels cheap. Like, they were sitting there going, like, let's just make them unbelievably hard for no reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, they are, uh, as long as you, like, don't kind of take the time to look at them, like, to, to study them kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, John, you were talking about, like, the, um, the, the the ogre, like, gave you a really hard time yeah. in the game. Uh, I had really no problem with the ogre when I played against him, because I was like, all right, like, um, I know that, like, if I use fire, like, I can stun him. And I know that, like, uh, you can, because you talked about, like, you can sneak up on an enemy. You can, like, basically cut their life life bar in half, yeah. essentially, if you sneak up on them. So, I was like, well, I'm sure, like, if I, you can't sneak up on the ogre initially, because uh, he's, like, tied to a post, so you can't really get behind him. So, I was like, but I wonder if I just run away and, like, you know, make him lose uh, sight of me. Can I sneak up on him that time? So, I, like, ran away, and then, like, he just turned and, like, stood, like, staring at this, like, off to the mountain, and I was like, oh, okay, now I can just sneak up behind him and get him with this thing. And then I just, like, threw fireball or uh, oil bottles at him and then, like, set him on fire and, like, killed him relatively quickly. And, like, I did look online, and, like, a lot of other people were talking about, like, having a hard time with him. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, like, if you just kind of, like, look at a lot of the enemies... Um, and, like, have patience, you can kind of figure out what you need to do with them. Yeah, if you're the king of video games like Joe Blakesley, it's just everything's just easy for Yeah, you. I know. It just all, you know, brushes off his shoulders. Yeah. yeah. Um, the so, game also tells you, though, like, which is nice. A lot of, like, the... Yeah, there was, like, like a, an info broker guy that was just like, oh, yeah, use fire on him and you can kill him quickly. Or, no, there were two guys that you eavesdrop yeah, on. Yeah, you can eavesdrop in the game and, like, it tells you a lot of things. Like, later on in the game, uh, there's a certain person that, like, you, there's a certain enemy you have to fight and there's, like, a a guy who's right before him and he's like standing in front of his dead horse and he's like, Oh, he got afraid of the, like the gunpowder. And he's like, who knew that gunpowder would afraid like scare horses. And you're like, Oh, okay. So like there's small stuff like that, that hints at things further in the game, which like the souls games just haven't 
no clear forward like narrative like that, which is yeah. nice. Like you, uh, they don't like hold your hand in the Dark Souls games. Like they don't really tell you anything. You kind of have to like suss out yourself. Whereas this one, it kind of tells you more stuff like outright. Like I said, there was like a. Uh, you can eavesdrop on those guys and they say, like, oh, you, like, fire on the ogre. And then, like, there's another guy, like, down this, the hill where he talked to him and he was like, oh, they're like, there's if you, there was a, a time when I, like, broke into this place and there was this guy that had a, a machine that, like, shot fire out of it kind of thing. So I was like, all right, I, I, you just got to make sure you get the fire cannon and then you get the oil and then you, like, can set the guy on fire and you know that you can take care of him. Uh, when I was, like, looking online for what people were saying about the ogre fight, they were saying, like, oh, my God, this ogre is so hard. He kicks my ass every time. And then everyone would be like, did you get the fire con? And they're like, no, I'm just trying to beat him without it. And like, well, yeah, there you go. Like, that's why it's hard for you. you. Get the thing the game you're is, The game is telling you everything you need to know to, like, make this fight easier. I don't want to. I want to complain on the internet. Well, and, like, every boss or sub-boss has some, like... Weakness. Weakness. So, like, there's a dude that has, like, a spear, and you've got to, like, learn a specific counter for spears. And then there's, like, um, somebody who, who later on, who, like, always is jumping around. you got to use the shuriken to shoot her down. Like, there's... So, every boss has, like, their... Yeah. One I of mean, them is crippling depression, so you have to, like, make fun of his body. And right. And just, like, get sad, and yep. you can just attack him. It's yeah. exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, like, uh, the, and then there's the, like, the sneak attack takedown, so you just have to, like, be patient and try and figure out the best way to, like, sneak up behind them yeah. so you can cut their life in half. Uh, by no way are they, like, made easy by this. It just makes them easier, not easy. Yeah. Right. It's half as easy as it, it would have been. doable before. as opposed yeah. to, yeah. I got destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> it, it makes it achievable at yeah. that point. Exactly. Um, but, yeah, I, I think the game, like, it looks gorgeous. I'm really interested in the story. Um, I mean, there are some things, like I said, that, uh, I, I kind of miss from the Dark Souls-y era. Like, I kind of wish I could, like, change the weapons. I was so used to, like, cycling through all sorts of different weapons, but this one, obviously, like, you just have the katana, because you're a samurai. Are you cycling you're through different Shinobi. arms, though? You do get the different, like, arm things, but those are just, like, an extra attack, and it's not really a different weapon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like your magic attack for any generic game. Gotcha. Like, you have to have, like, a currency to actually use them. Yeah. yeah. You have, like, your MP that you have to do, like, to, to use those things. Yeah. Now, how are you doing with it second week, John? Much better than it was the first week. Yeah, because you were, like, Joe, you said you listened to it, but John was mentioning last week how he was like, I don't know if I like or want to continue playing. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, this game makes me feel bad for being bad at it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I was just playing it wrong. Like, I was playing it like Joe was saying. Like, you just, like, roll away from everything is what I was trying to do. But, like, you have to stare down the blade at people. Like, blocking and parrying is much a bigger thing than dodging mm-hmm. is. So, like, I went and, uh, like, a couple days after we recorded, I beat, like, three sub-bosses in one day. And I was like, oh. All right, so I'm kind of getting it now. And, like, at a point now, I went and, like, accidentally bumped into a boss. Didn't know, like, I was going to that area. Mm-hmm. And I, it's one of those bosses you can't sneak up on. And I got through, like, the first uh, takedown out of two. And then was, like, a fraction away from killing her in, like, my first go. And I was like, oh, all right, well, this is now proof I'm getting it. So yeah. it's much better than I thought. But also I'm doing a lot of grinding in it. Like, I'm trying to get, uh, like, uh, up the progression uh, for, like, the skill tree and stuff. So it mm-hmm. gives you a lot of extra stuff. One of the things, Joe, if you haven't unlocked it yet, there's a, a, a skill that gives you back your vitality every time you uh, kill someone. 
or like using the like stab whatever it doesn't have to be a stealth thing it just anytime you kill somebody using the like the cutscene stab thing it gives you vitality yeah. back and one of the bosses has like enemies around them that aren't them yeah and so you so, can just like run around and farm them for extra health but you can not only can you farm it for extra health if the more you kill uh if you've died you can actually get your resurrection back so mm. like there's a, a a time where you can actually get two resurrections instead of just one yeah, I already got the thing where I can get two. No, like, if you kill enemies... Oh, you, you, can, you can earn one. enough to get another one back throughout the course of the fight. Right. Yeah, Yeah. so it, it just, you have to kill enough enemies for it to be an option. But I, I'm liking it much better than I did before. I'm still not sure whether or not I'll keep the, like, limited one, but that's a different... Did you go pick it up? I Yeah, I have it, yeah. Oh, okay. It's just in a box. Like, I'm in the middle of trying to find out where to move so i don't really want to open it because those yeah, things yeah. are impossible to put back the way they were so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i might just hang on to the the random copy that i bought and then trade that in whenever i do but i'm still continuing to play it and like i was like joe was saying i was like at work and like it was just like no if i do this maybe i can do like i can beat the boss this way and i was just thinking about it at work and i was like well if the game's doing this to me it clearly means that i have more interest in it than just being beaten the crap out of yeah over and over again and also like i don't know if it's just me but like i get really into games and like i beat a boss once and like my hands were physically shaking and i was like gotta put the controller down mm-hmm. i like picked up my phone i said tyler text i was like holy shit i just beat this one box and i can't stop shaking <laughs> <laughs> so like, clearly the game's making me feel some shit so feeling the feelings yeah so All feels it's it's better than it it was it's must be a super long game because like i've killed like six bosses so far and i feel like i'm maybe 20 percent of the game well That's we awesome. know you can beat it in like 52 minutes because one guy already did that right there are uh, all the sub bosses are pretty much optional you i think there's only right actually three bosses that like you have to fight yeah yeah yeah, and somebody then, beat it in like 15 minutes already. Yeah. yeah, and then you can just run past everybody. Yeah. Like, you don't have to fight anyone. And, like, you really don't have to get any of the items except for the ones that are, like, necessary for making boss fights easier. So yeah. you can just run through the game, kill whatever bosses you actually need to do, just run past everyone else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, did you play anything else, John? Uh, other than stuff with Joe, and then we played one game that you also played. Yeah, um, but Joe, you brought over something that I know you wanted to talk about. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I uh, I got the Analog Mega SG. I talked about it when it went up for pre-order a couple mm-hmm. months back. Yep. Uh, so mine showed up. Um, it was supposed to show up on Wednesday, but it showed up on Thursday. But I was fine. I wasn't exactly like in a rush. I had enough other stuff to play, like yeah, Sekiro. Yeah. Um, but uh, I got it. Uh, it is a glorious system. Um, it's really it's nice. It's super tiny. Yeah. It's about the same size as the Super NT. Right, but it's smaller than, like, any of the other Genesis consoles. Yes, yes. And, uh, like, I took it, and I didn't actually, like, hook it up with it just yet, but I put it um, where it's supposed to go on the Sega CD, mm-hmm. and it looks really awkward. Because the Sega CD is so much bigger. The Sega, I mean, the Sega CD is designed for work with, like, an actual Genesis. Yeah, so, yeah. like, it just kind of looks like this little tiny thing sitting there on this, like, big empty platform. It even comes with, like, a little pad that you have to put underneath it that looks like a mouse pad yeah free mouse pad yeah free mouse I opened pad. the box i was like oh free mouse pad you're like no it's this other thing and just went, i mean Yo, it can free abs- mouse pad. it can absolutely be used as an a- it, it is a mouse it's pad, a mouse pad. <laughs> but yeah but that's also like the smallest mouse pad i've ever seen yeah yeah well if you have you can get a small mouse they sell like mini like micro yeah, but... mice for travel and stuff like yeah, that. I have yeah just a tiny one for my like little laptop yeah yeah, yeah. um it's perfect for that yeah uh but i mean the 
it, it's just it makes your Sega Genesis games look great. Like yeah. it's a perfect thing for if you want to play it on a nice TV. Which uh, I mean, it we looked perfect it. downstairs. Like, yeah, it looked awesome. Uh, you were playing uh, Aladdin. Aladdin. Yep, mm-hmm. and I love like you brought over one of the Genesis eight uh, bit DIY controllers, and that thing is immaculate. Yeah, it was. I I was saying it's indistinguishable from a regular Genesis controller, mm-hmm. and obviously it is a right. Re- you were like, it is a Genesis controller. Though I was like, nee, you're not, you're not listening. The front part with like where the Bluetooth is and where the charging is, that it like, looks like it belongs. There. Yeah, and I was just like, wait, this is really the DI. Like, I I couldn't wrap my head around the fact that that wasn't built specifically. It had like the little LED light on it. Yeah. and stuff. Everything else though, I was like, yeah, this is a Genesis controller, mm-hmm. which is awesome. Yeah. Um, so I didn't mean I didn't play around with it too much. I just kind of like hook it up to make sure that it worked. Um, uh, uh, the NT um, rather quickly had a jailbreak patch that mm-hmm. like let you uh, play like with ROMs and stuff. Enhanced. Games. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Enhanced. Yeah, enhanced, enhanced games. Enhanced as you were probably. saying it. No, the uh, system gets enhanced to allow you. Oh to play yeah, games. an enhanced system. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that hasn't come out for that one. That's just kind of something that I'm sitting there waiting for it to come out. Well, it just came out this week, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then, like, they haven't put out the um, various attachments for it yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, it came with an attachment to let you play the Sega Master System games, mm-hmm. uh, which was, the, like, the precursor to the Genesis ones. Um, and there are other ones coming out that will let you play um, the um, shit, uh, the Game Gear yeah. um, and, like, the old Master System, like, uh, cart, uh, cards and stuff. Uh, yeah. There are a couple other ones coming out. So I'm looking forward to the um, Game Gear one to come out because yeah, be I, I had a Game Gear. I, I have like four Game Gears as of right now, uh, but they're always like kind of a pain in the ass to play because like they don't really look great on that screen. Well, then it takes 45 AA batteries to yeah. play for two hours. Yeah. It's also like 30 pounds. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it was all like there was always a lot of games on it that I wanted to play, but like I didn't just because it's frustrating <laughs> to try and play it on a thing that I'm looking forward to playing. Like on the TV, yeah, that'll be nice. You know, I, I love playing like my you know Sega Gen or not Sega um, the uh, Game Boy Advance and like Game Boy games like on the TV using my Super NT or mm-hmm. using my like Game Boy player. Um, so I'm looking forward to actually being able to like really kind of sit down and play all the Sonic games that they put out. Like I bought you know Sonic Triple Trouble and uh, uh, all of the ones that they put out in the Game Gear that I'm like, and finally I'm actually going to be able to like really kind of play these, not like play them for 15 minutes and then like yeah. have to put it down kind of thing. Yeah, because it's straining your eyesight and your grip strength. <laughs> <laughs> and going through so many fucking batteries. Who sells C batteries anymore? Yeah, that's a good question. I feel like I don't see them very often. C no. batteries? Yeah, oh, I mean, you have to get them from the grocery store, but it's just... Yeah, any place that sells batteries sells Cs. Yeah. Mm. But uh, yeah, I, and it's a nice little system. I'm really glad glad to get it. I'm looking forward to what their next thing that they're going to do because analog makes great little systems. They're just expensive. What would be next? I mean, I'm assuming 64. Well, what I'm assuming is going to be next. I think they're going to do another original Nintendo. Mm. They had put one out uh, a while ago, just the the analog NT. Um, but the NT, the first one was a lot different than the ones that the, they put out now with the Super NT and the Mega SG, mm-hmm. where it was like a solid piece of aluminum 
that they like carved out to like put it in and like it had ports for like every type of plug in it that you could like imagine. So like it was S video, uh, component composite, HDMI. Yeah. They were just throwing things at the wall in case that you, yeah, it could use everything pretty much. Um, and those ones were $500 when they came out. No, thank you. Yeah. Just simple HDMI is all you need now. Yeah. Yeah. So I think they're going to put out like just a basic HDMI Nintendo one, um, which will probably look more like in line with the ones that they put out. Um, which I mean, I already have the retro, uh, the retro RGB, the other Nintendo one I have that mm-hmm. like works as well. But like, I kind of also want to get theirs just like because they're it. they're like nice, they're appealing, also looking little systems kind of nice. thing. So. Joe likes to stare at them. Yeah, I mean, I'm a, I'm a collector of things. Yeah, so right. you have a collection shelf, and what looks best on the shelf is what looks best. Right. Yeah. Um. So I'm, I'm hoping they do that. Um. I know that they said that Nintendo 64 is like hard to um, program for and, like, make one of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do have a modded uh, N64 that I ordered that I'm waiting to get uh, that will also, like, play things in 1080p, like, 60 frames, HDMI kind of mm-hmm. output. Um, but, I mean, if they can figure out how to put, uh, like, make their analog one, I'd also probably pick one of those up. If they can. Oh, if they could make an analog N64, I would buy that. Oh, yeah. I would 100% buy that. Because, like, I... I was actually like looking the other day and I found my 64 and I looked at the controllers and they're all like sun damaged. And like, I don't know how they got that way. Cause I never like kept it near a window. It's been in a bag forever, but like the controllers look janky. The joysticks are all fucked up. So like, even if I wanted to play my 64 again, I'd have to go get new everything. So. I have a bunch of good condition control N64 controllers. So if we ever want to have like an N64 something day yeah. to play like all the wrestling games or something mm-hmm. like that. I have all the controllers that we would need for it. Yeah. But, like, one of the things that made me think about if they did end up making one of those that I would be looking forward to is whatever 8-BitDo would do with making, like, a Bluetooth N64 controller. Mm-hmm. That's what I would be looking forward to at that point. Very much. Especially if they did a DIY one like that. Like, that would Something be like so that. awesome. Yeah. Um, now, this would normally go in the news, but since we're talking about updated Genesis's, how does this impact your want or need for the newly announced Genesis Mini, which got announced what Thursday or Friday yeah. at like SegaCon or something? Like they had it was like their own thing, like I think. little event thing. Yeah, yeah. The Genesis Mini, forty games. Uh, they only announced like ten of them, I think, yeah. across both the regular and Japanese. But they made it seem like the Japanese ones were different, which was surprising because like Sonic Two is on the Japanese Genesis Mini, but not on the American one, at least thus far. Interesting. Uh, the games that were announced uh, were Sonic the Hedgehog 2, uh, Puyo Puyo, uh, Puyo Puyo, Puyo Puyo. I, I'm saying the same word. I can't say it I, two yeah. times in a row. Somehow Puyo. you're like, no, nah, not again. Puyo Puyo. Can't do it. Puyo Puyo Suyu. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Shining Force Vampire Killer Wrestle Ball, which I don't know what that is, but I'm intrigued by it. Probably Rollerball. Yeah. Uh, Gunstar Heroes, Comic Zone, Run a Hero. Space Harrier 2 and Ma- uh, Mado Mono... I assume this is the Japanese one? Yeah. <laughs> Just based on Joe's inability to pronounce words. Uh-huh. So bad, Joe. Yeah, terrible. Um, so this is actually being made by Sega, though, this right? Is, yeah, so all of the other... Because there was originally another one that they announced that was being made by, like, one of those just third-party... It's the same people who make the, like, the Genesis and the Atari that you see Didn't on it every... Didn't yeah, yeah, those have been out for years. Yeah. But, like, they also play Sega games, and they have, like, 80 games built in, but only 20 of them are Genesis games. And you always see them on, like, the clearance shelf after Christmas because not enough grandmas bought them accidentally for their kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but this one is being made by Sega, and it looks much better than those other ones. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
simply due to the fact that um, I have the uh, Nintendo Mini, I have the Super Nintendo Mini, I have the PlayStation Mini. I feel like I will probably buy this because, like I said, I am a collector of things, yeah. and like I will kind of want my like shelf of tiny consoles. Yeah, because you'll have original. You'll probably have the Genesis Three. I assume yeah, like you the, have. the original, the gen, the act, like the actual Genesis. The SG and then the mini like next to each other like lined up something yeah. like that. Do you have a Genesis three as well? Uh, I have a Genesis one and a Genesis two, but I don't have a Genesis three because the Genesis three is just it's the, Genesis the tiny mini. one. Yeah, because yeah. that'd be cool if you had like Genesis one, Genesis two, the Genesis three, the Mega SG, and the mini. Like, all I mean, right. I can always buy a Genesis three. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. But I'm saying like all I know you, and yeah. I feel like you're gonna. But you just want it for the collection up to have on your shelf, or you don't really care about the. I would never actually use it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because uh, most of the stuff I would be able to play on the, the Mega SG anyways. Yeah, I'd rather play, like, games. the cartridges. Yeah, because I, like, I saw this and I was like, that's cool, but I never had a Genesis growing up. I never had an affinity for, like, because Sega stopped making things after the Dreamcast, it's not like I have this legacy of, like, playing these characters over and over again that I, like, need to go back and play them. Like, I miss the Super Nintendo, but I've been playing Mario and Zelda and Yoshi and Mario Kart games my whole life so it's like oh i'll go back and play those because i love those characters and i love those worlds i don't care about the genesis ones as much like it'd be cool to play the sonic ones but they've re-released those sonic games so many times on so many different things yeah i I don't care like it looks cool it looks awesome but i'm I'm not gonna jump on board of that Mm. but i mean i don't blame you no it's cool that they announce it though like i'm happy for sega fans who have been waiting for their like legitimate mini console to come out Mm. but yeah. And it's got 40 games as opposed to... Yeah. Oh, it's a good value because yeah. I think it's 80 bucks in America. 70. Com- 70. Comes with two controllers. Comes with 40 games. So it's the price of the Super Nintendo Classic, but comes with double the games. Yeah. yeah. Which is which is awesome. Yeah. And also, um, like, the controllers that it comes with, uh, I figured you could also buy, like, the 8-bit do DIYs. And, like, mine are, I have at the 8 Bit do DIYs. I got ones. I managed to get ones that were in good condition. Yeah, but they're also still like twenty five year old controllers. Yeah, uh, I'm sure you could take these ones and easily modify them with the DIY con- like component and get like nice new. Probably because uh, you can do that with the the Super Nintendo Classic controllers, controllers yeah. and the Nintendo Classic controllers. So I don't see why not. Yeah, yeah. So like it's a nice way if you were looking to get like actual controllers for that as opposed to having to like hunt them down yeah, and yeah. order them. No, so uh, there you go. Super or Genesis Mini will complement soon Joe's Genesis SG. Which when was is, it supposed to be coming out? Did they announce anything? I don't think they said. Yeah, I don't have the article up, but I don't think they said September nineteenth. There oh, you go. Okay, well, so there's still a little while. And yeah. the American games are Echo, Castlevania Bloodlines, Space Harrier Two, Shining Force, Doctor Robotnik's Meat Beam Machine, That's Toe Jam and Earl, Comic Zone, Sonic the Hedgehog, Altered Beast, and Gunstar Heroes. Yeah, so like I'm wondering, does that mean Sonic Two is not on this? Because I, I can't imagine. It just said preloaded with 40 Genesis games. Here's what we've revealed so far. And then there's like a shitload of blank boxes yeah. underneath it. So it'll probably have Sonic 2 on it. It's just Sonic 1 was what's announced so far. Yeah, but that's weird that you would announce it for one and then the other, but not for both. Like, does that mean the Gen- the Japanese one's not getting Sonic 1? Like, I don't think so. I think that they're both yeah. going to be on there, but it's just... It's just a weird strategy. Yeah. Like, I don't know why the, they feel the need to do what Sony did, which was screw up and only announce part of the library. Yeah. Like, or, like, even if you only want to do half of the games, 
the ones that are on both the Japanese and the American should probably be included in that because otherwise, what's the point? Of well, and Puyo Puyo is is just the Japanese version of Doctor Robotics Bean Bean Machine. Just yeah. So, but like that, so that makes sense. Right. You don't need both of those there because it's essentially the same game. Yeah, it's just reskinned. Yeah. So that makes sense. But like Sonic One and Two should be on there. Like, and Sonic and Knuckles should be on both. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So, I guess we'll see, and we'll we'll critique the full list when they announce it to see what's missing or what we want or you know what should have been on there kind of thing but it just it was a weird way to unveil it yeah is all um in terms of what i played this week you guys are right i played power rangers battle for the grid and we played it also yes uh, <laughs> and we played a little bit together uh i quite enjoy it i'm not a fighting game person my mileage with this is 100 percent dependent on the fact that i like power rangers and i don't even like power rangers as much as some people like it i just have an affinity for mighty morphin i love the comics that have been coming out lately um, you know, I've seen, seen the movies, watched uh, all the like Mighty Morphin up till whenever I stopped watching originally. Um, so your mileage, like your, it will vary depending on how much you like this game. Yeah. Depends on how much you like Power Rangers and or fighting games, um, because it is a, it's a quality fighting game. Yeah, I was actually kind of really surprised that. Uh, I mean, I'm also not a fighting game person. I feel like we always say like we're not fighting game people, and then we like play a bunch of fighting games. Well, that's the thing. But I play the fighting games that I play. It's because I like the thing they're based on more than I like fighting games. Yeah, right. You don't like standalone fighting games. You no, like the things like Injustice and because yeah. you want to see what the yeah. DC characters are up to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like I want to play that storyline. I just want to. I want to have another game with DC characters for when I'm watching D like I was telling John last week when I was playing Injustice, like I've been watching Titans and I've been watching like all these like DC shows. So Monster like, Squad or whatever it's called. No, Doom Patrol. Doom, Doom I Patrol. Started that yet Monster Squad. I want to watch thing. Doom Patrol. I like the comics because they were so weird and goofy. I hear it's good. I just watched the Titans episode last week with the Doom Patrol where they introduce it. So like I like having it for that because it's just another game with characters I like. Like every time I'm on a Power Rangers kick, I'm gonna have this to go back to. If this was just generic three on three fighter, I would not care. Yeah, it's the same reason why I didn't get Dragon Ball Fighters or you know any of the Blaz Blue games or like any of these other. I don't get the Street Fighters, Samurai yeah. Showdown. Yeah, I don't because I don't care about those worlds right as much as I care about DC or Power Rangers or Marvel or what have you. So. That's why we keep saying it is because our love of the thing it's based on is more than our madness on fighting games. But uh, like as a fighting game, even though I'm not an expert in fighting games in any way, like it feels like a really solid yeah. competitive style fighting game. Like I would love to watch people who are good at fighting games play this. Yeah, absolutely. And the thing I like about it too is that it's not overly complicated. It's just you have your four face buttons, and those are the stuff that punches. And yeah. kicks like that's it. I don't and have like, to and do like hit the shoulders to do assist moves. Yeah, I don't have to do like that's why I hate Street Fighter is because I have to do fifty five moves with the joystick before I can like semicircle forward, yeah. B, low punch, high punch, not good like, that back stuff. Swipe. Yep, that's not my thing. I never got good at doing it, so it's just frustrating to play and it's not as fun. Like this is just it's really easy to pick up and learn. There'll be like ways to master it that I haven't gotten to probably never will. I'm mostly just button mashing through the arcade mode, which is fine for what I want it for. Yeah. Uh, and then like playing with you guys was fun. So like, it'll be a good thing to bring to places mm -hmm. to drop it, like just drop it in someone's switch dock at their house and be like, all right, who wants to fight power Rangers? Like, let's do this. So yeah, I'm, I'm quite enjoying it. I don't know how long I'll play it for. I, I hope that they add free content in addition to the DLC that they have announced or not even announced, but just said is coming. Yeah, there's a season pass or whatever yeah. that's already up for it. I would like them to add a single player 
like story mode, there's only the arcade ladder, which is fine and it's fun for you know playing what it is. It's especially but... considering that like this is based off of a storyline from the like the comics. Exactly. Like it is based off of the Shattered Grid storyline. The fact that there's not actually like a storyline thing to go along with that seems like why base it off of a plot if you weren't just gonna like at that point just make it a bunch of Power Ranger characters. Yeah, you could just call it Power Rangers. It's Morphin Time, and people would still would have bought it. Yeah. Like, and they wouldn't have expected a cool story. Yeah. And I know this is this company's first foray into console games, and like, it's pretty good for what it is. Like the the graphics aren't overly fantastic, and it's missing more. It needs more than nine characters, and it and needs four more, levels. Yeah, it needs more than four levels, and it needs more than just a ladder for each character in terms of single player content. But mm-hmm. for what it is, I think it's and for twenty bucks too. I think it's a great a great value fighter, mm. which was more than I was expecting because I like I expected it to be more closely resembling the mobile game that they made, which isn't a fighter. It's just a you just tap and things happen. Yeah. So I was expecting more of that and less of a like a good fighter, and it seems like a good fighter. So yeah, I mean, as a fighting game, I enjoy it. John's devastatingly good at it yeah, apparently because he's just kicking the shit out of me and you while we're mm-hmm. trying to play it. Well, it relies on juggling a lot, so like you kind of have to stay underneath people. Yeah, and I think that's just something that like, I guess you get used to. Yeah, I'm just not good at it because yeah. I don't I don't play fighting games like that. Yeah, so it yeah. feels like uh, it feels a lot like um, early, the early um, Soul Calibur games without parrying or blocking. Or weapons. Well, like, there are weapons, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Um, and some of the rangers have parrying moves. Yeah, but, like, the Soul Calibur games, like, are dependent on parrying. Yeah. 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 But that's kind of why I like it. It's, it's kind of like a chunky, like, Soul, Soul Calibur game, but just reskinned as Power Rangers, which is sweet. Yeah, deal. Yeah. Yeah, uh, outside of those other things, like, I know those are fundamentals of, like, it needs more characters, it needs more levels, it needs a dedicated single player, but honestly, for 20 bucks, I don't even feel, like, gypped by that. No, and yeah. that's fixable fact, and addable. Like. Yeah, and I think over time, I think they've said they want to add more content outside of the paid DLC. Like, there'll be certain characters or skins that you can only get through the season pass, Yeah, which is available to buy separately, so if I want it, I can I just get it. I bought the season pass, so I yeah. got the skins. Yeah, because you got the deluxe edition, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, eventually I'll probably buy it or I'll get the deluxe edition on PS4 when it goes on sale some months down the road, yep. especially if Sony wants to play ball with cross-play and cross-progression like it does with PC, uh, Switch, and Xbox. But And then it'll be worth it because I'll have all that content on all my devices. But for right now, big fan of it. Although I did have a lot of fun on Tuesday because the game came out Tuesday, but it didn't say when on Tuesday. So I was online like following the like the Power Rangers community as they were like freaking out about like, when the game was coming anticipating out. Anticipating its release. Well, yeah. And they did some weird stuff with the release. Like you couldn't pre-order it on the system for Switch. You can only pre-order the Switch version to get the classic uh, V2 Green Ranger skin on the website. Yeah. But when I went to do that Monday, they took down the ability to pre-order. So I was like, oh, fuck. I missed that I content. I did the exact that same sucks. thing. Especially since like they announced this announced, like, release date like, what it was Sunday? Sunday of last week, Saturday. Like so, they're like, it's it going to come yeah. out on Tuesday, yeah, and we're taking Friday, away the pre-orders. Yeah. Don't yeah. forget the pre-order and get this thing in yeah. two days. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, John told me about it when we recorded on Sunday, and yeah. I hadn't heard of it yet. And I was like, oh, all right, well, I'll go do that later. I went to do it Monday. It was too late. Thankfully, I got that content. It was available for Switch just day one if you bought it. I think within the first week or two weeks. You get yeah, I think I, I think it was until like April fifteenth or something. They said as long as you buy it before then, you'll get the pre-order bonus. Yeah, but people were freaking out because they were getting codes from the website that weren't working. 
And so they were. Everyone thought, "Oh, it's it comes out on Tuesday. Oh, so that means midnight." It has to get. So you're put sitting in the on the store. code, but it's not like available to download. Just yeah, yet. it just says your code doesn't work. Contact where you got the code from. So people were freaking out. All, I mean, I would be, you know, freaking out if that happened. Yeah, but they didn't tell you when the game was released. They just yeah. said, "Here's your code. It'll be available on Tuesday." Yeah, because like the Nintendo when. store is just like shit goes up when they want it to go yeah. up. Like there's no kind of set. Uh, launch date for things. No, because... Except for, like, the Nintendo games. Yeah. And those are usually a midnight releases. Like, yeah. people were freaking out at midnight because it wasn't available and their codes weren't working. Then they were freaking out in the morning because their codes weren't working still. Then the games that were... all Like, Final Fantasy VII came out for Switch on Tuesday. That was available in the store and it still said Power Rangers pre-release expected Tuesday. And so, up until noon Eastern time, I think, is when the game actually dropped, which is when they updated the store, and I was able to buy it, no problem. But everyone was like, I don't know what's going on. So, it was fun to kind of, like, watch the people freak out. and like, guys, it's an indie game that's $20 from a company that's never made a console game before. You got to cut them some slack. The game will be up when it's up. Yeah, like, but, like, as a Power Rangers fan, like, you got to take what you can get. <laughs> so True. It's something when something's coming, like, the one you get thing excited. That we have. Yeah, True. when something's coming, you get excited. Yeah. And when, like, you don't know what's going on, you're going to be like, oh, shit, what's happening? Yeah, they could have provided more information, but I just, like, I kept checking the store every, like, you know, half hour, hour, whatever, and be like, all right, it'll be there when it's there. I don't know what time the Nintendo store updates yeah. on a random Tuesday. So, like, it'll be there. I'm not worried. But I'm watching people just lose their ever-loving minds. Um, but it, it's out now. People seem to be really enjoying it. And uh, I think the fighting game community is going to take to it. I don't know if it's necessarily going to be like a main game at Evo or anything like that. But I think it'll be one of those side games that yeah, people it'll, really enjoy it'll be, playing. Yeah, I'd be interested. Like I said, I'd be interested to see people that know what they're doing to play it. Especially whenever the next uh, Power Morphicon or whatever the like Power Rangers convention that happens next, you know there's going to be a tournament for this, and that will probably be really fun to watch. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that'll do it then for what we've been playing. So we'll jump right into uh, the lightning round, not lightning round for this week, and we'll start things off with something that was teased last week and became official this week, which was Sony's stab at Nintendo Directs, the State of Play. Now, John, you watched the State of Play, right? Yes. Well, I watched the State of Play. I watched it selectively, yeah. Joe, I did not you, watch the State of Play. You read about the State of Play. Yes. Um, why don't we go through, just read off everything that got announced, and we'll kind of talk about the structure and what we thought of the things and what our takeaways are, rather than going like game by game, because they just kind of fired through a lot of this stuff. Mm-mm. Yeah, it was super short. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't even a full half hour. It was like 12 minutes. Yeah. yeah. Well, like, I mean, every once in a while, like, a Nintendo Direct will happen, and it'll be like seven minutes long. Yeah. yeah so... Usually, I'm assuming we'll see that. like longer ones in the future. Yeah, when there's like ones that are more dedicated to certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, but like Sony doesn't have as much stuff coming out at times that like Nintendo does. So yeah. like that would usually have more stuff to talk about. Um, but uh, so they uh, showed off the new story trailer for Days Gone. Uh, then they talked about uh, Concrete Genie, Blood and Truth, and Iron Man VR. Mm-hmm. Uh, they showed off a new story trailer and character reveals for Mortal Kombat 11. Uh, then they showed off Five Night at Freddy's VR. Uh, and I think that was it. Was there anything else that I might have Hot missed? Hot Shot Golf. Yeah, there was a sizzle reel of other VR games. Oh, okay. That this was just have a sizzle reel yeah. on this list here. Yeah. yeah, it was just a sizzle reel that included the Hot Shots uh, Golf VR release date Pretty of sick. May, which I'm super stoked about and i told you last week that we were going to get that i thought we were going to get a dedicated section for it as opposed to just like and here's vr stuff and it's like 
you know that and Trover saves the universe and uh, now is it is it Hot Shots Golf VR or is it everybody's golf VR? It's everybody's it, golf VR. Okay. It's the same thing. It's the same. Well, series. I know I knew they changed the name. I just was wondering if they like they realized the mistake of changing the name because like no, they're sticking with it. Okay, yeah. And it makes sense, too, because this state of play goes out to everyone can see it, so you might as well just call it the same thing across the board. I was just kind of wondering, like, if changing the name hurt the sales for everybody's golf, because, like, I, yeah, I, I know. didn't know it was Hot Shots Golf for the longest time, I so I had it. no interest in it. I was just like, oh, it's just another generic golf game. Yeah, that's And the then, like, thing. a year later, I found out that it was Hot Shots Golf, and I was like, oh, okay, now I'm kind of interested in playing it. Oh, see, I didn't I didn't know after a year. Like, I knew before it came out, I was like, oh, everybody's golf, cool. That looks like Hot Shots, weird. And then I looked up, like, oh, it's always been Hot Shots. It just was called something different for us because we're dumb Americans. It's I always guess. been everybody's. Yeah, for yeah. everybody else but us. There's a reason it's called Mean Bean Machine and not Puyo Puyo. Yeah, exactly. Because Joe can't pronounce it. You <laughs> well, did it that you time, did it though, that when time. you were thinking about it. You know what it was? It's because it was I, I wasn't reading it. And it was the third word, the Sorio or whatever. Well, Puyo see? Yeah, see? Once you add that third like syllable yeah. to it, you're Puyo done. Puyo Sue. Yeah, you're done. Um, no, so I'm, I'm super excited about that. But yeah, it was very short. I think that's all of the things beyond that. Scissor Rose, very VR heavy, which I know, John, you don't have don't a VR, care. so you yeah. were not really digging this at all. No. And um, also, like, this is their first one. You would think they would come out with, like, a heavy hitter of some sort, and Iron Man VR was the heavy hitter? Like, well, I mean, I think Days Gone was the heavy hitter. Well, no, but Iron Man VR opened the show. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. Which was the, and I think this, because I watched it, and I was like, all right, that was kind of meh. On the whole, and then you and I were texting back and forth, John, about how it didn't really excite either of us. It wasn't really pumped up. And I think part of that was, is it started with a fake out for me because it starts with you're on a private jet, like you're just looking at a private jet and you're looking at a hologram. And I hear the word like Friday and I'm like, oh my God, that's Tony Stark. That's his AI. Is this the Avengers game from Square? Like, uh, is that how no. this is going to start with the fucking event, like the debut of the Avengers game from Square? Uh, and somehow no. Sony's got content. Oh, like, yeah, I didn't even think is about that it. how this is starting? Oh my God. Iron, what? And then it was just like Iron Man VR. And I went, motherfucker. Because <laughs> while it could be cool, I don't have high hopes for it. Like, I still haven't played the Batman one. I played the Spider Man VR. And while that one was free, it wasn't fun. So, like, I don't know how fun I'm going like I'm going to have with Iron Man VR. Iron Man's not a favorite character of mine. So I went from, oh my god, it's a brand new Avengers game that no one's seen anything about, to oh, it's Iron Man VR. Cool. Cool cool. Yeah. That's fine. Uh, okay, cool. And you, so like it was all downhill from there for the most part. Because now I'm now I'm just deflated. I've I had high hopes for this as like they're coming out swinging, they're like they're putting all their eggs in this basket. Sony's gonna like show Nintendo Direct what's up, right. and then it was just kind of like, oh no, never mind. Here's it's, a bunch of VR stuff. It's just a really sizzle. It's just sizzle real. Cool, yeah. cool. I like I, Iron Man was always something where like every time I would be watching one of the like Iron Man movies or one of the Avengers movies, and like they they go to that shot of like him inside the helmet, and like he's got all the screens like floating around his yeah. head. I always did think like. I'm surprised no one's made a VR game that's, like, yeah. you in the helmet, like, and you, like, look around and see all that stuff. Oh, it's like, perfect. That seems like it would be custom, yeah, yeah, like, the perfect thing for that. Yeah. Oh, it's an absolutely, it's the perfect thing for VR. It makes a thousand percent sense. I just need to know, is it going to be fun to play? Because all I'm imagining is the flying is all manual. It's an on-rail shooter where you're just zapping with the repulsors, and I don't know, that just doesn't. That just doesn't jive with me for some yeah. reason. Like, I'm sure it'll be fun. I'll probably get it on sale at some point. 
But for whatever reason, like, I just don't imagine. Because I want to be immersed in a VR world, and I know I'm not flying. Have you yeah. seen what I'm the, standing the Batman there. one is? What? that's what the Batman yeah. one is. It's just like, oh, you're in the Batcave, and you get to throw Batarangs. Yeah, that's why I never bought it. Yeah. Because it was just like, oh, you look in the mirror, and you're Batman. And then you look at your arms, and they're Batman, too. I'm like, yeah. oh, okay. And it's like, yeah. point, point at this thing with the grapple gun. Yeah. So if it's an on-rail shooter, I feel like I'll have more fun than just like, look, you're Batman. Or, look, you're Spider-Man. Hit this can off this wall. And that's a web shooter. What if it's the kind of thing where, like, you actually can, like, you're not flying, but, like, depending on, like, how you move your arms to changes, like, the directory of trajectory of your character, like, as he's flying. Cool. Because, like, the way, you know, Iron Man flies, he puts his arms down by his side. And yeah. he, like, guys with that. So, like, if you're doing something like that to actually control where you're flying, Makes I think that would be a lot more interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I'd still have to, like, lay down on something. Like, I'd have yeah. to, like, lay on a, <laughs> have to yeah, plank on a bench. Yeah, you're staring, staring yeah. directly up. Your neck up. Yeah. yeah. And I, I feel like I'd have to, like, plank on a bench and just be like, yeah, I'm flying. Cool. We're going to have to build a rig of some kind. Yeah. Well, they do that, like, have you guys ever seen the thing where it's, like, they have it for kids where it's just a green screen and you go and you could like, take your picture and it looks like you're flying. But they have, like, a box that you can lay on that has green screen all around it. Yeah. They do it like things for kids and stuff like that, like fairs and whatnot. But I just imagine I'll need that. Like I'll need some kind of box setup to lay flat down on to feel like I'm flying. And I don't like that at all. No. Uh, on a completely, completely unrelated side note, we this, don't want to hear this, it. this reminded me of something. Uh, when I was on vacation, uh, at one point I went wow. to. How we many don't want to hear tell it. You I don't care about your vacation. <laughs> we don't. When I was on vacation, uh, I went to the Hollywood Wax Museum um, in Myrtle Beach. I was like, "There's a Hollywood museum in South Carolina." It's a wax museum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, like, it's called the Hollywood Wax Museum. It's called the and Hollywood it couldn't Wax be Museum. Further away from, from Hollywood. Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> well, because they can't call it Madame Tussauds or something. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, one of the things in it, there was. Uh, a Catherine Zeta-Jones wax figure, but it was Catherine Zeta-Jones from the Entrapment? movie Entrapment. Yeah. Uh, is she, of course like, it is. underneath lasers? Well, no. Next to that thing. I, I looked at that. I was like, oh, of all the things, like, they use Entrapment for Catherine Zeta-Jones. Like, yeah, nothing else that she's been into. Of course they did. Uh, well, uh, the reason it was there was because next to it was a game uh, that was a laser grid room. Oh, cool. So you, like, went inside, it had, like, a difficulty setting, and, like, there were sensors on the wall that you had to tap, but you had to, like, make your way through the laser grids to get to it. Did yeah. you do it, Joe? Uh, no, I am. Why? I No, I mean, I did it as I went in, but I did not do it as in actually make oh, okay. it through it, because I'm a lumbering oaf of a human being. Oh, I thought you were going to say you didn't try it, and I'm like, wait a minute, you, no, did, I this tried whole, yeah. you did this whole aside that had I, nothing to do with anything to I, tell us that you saw a game and walked away. <laughs> I tried it a, a bunch of times. Okay, I'm just yeah, not okay. very good at it, because... I got really worried. I I'm not as nimble as Catherine Zeta-Jones. No, you were not. But I bet you look better in a cat suit. Probably. There yeah. it is. I don't yeah. want to see it. But that was that was a, a fun little thing. Like, I did it a bunch of times. Yeah, now imagine doing that it. in VR. Although, that'd probably be fun in VR. So, it's not the same. Yeah, it's not it's a one-to-one comparison. Hot. It really has nothing to do with words. Dude, we did super hot. There was points where we got to dodge underneath bolts and stuff. And he couldn't do it. Yeah, no. I kept hitting my head on the ground and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> hitting your hand on the table. Um, but yeah, it's, I'm not like I'm not excited about Iron Man VR. I might get excited at some point, but not, no. I didn't think that was the best way to start. If this. it's like ten dollars, maybe I'll give it a try. Yeah. Like, if they're gonna charge like forty bucks oh, for God, it, then no. God no. No, 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 no. Um, one thing on that list that I would pay forty dollars for was Blood and Truth, which is essentially the spiritual successor to uh, the heist from PlayStation VR Worlds, mm-hmm. which was one of the only fun things in PlayStation VR Worlds. 
was the London heist. Well, thing. I like the, the shark cage thing. The shark cage was fun to show other people and yeah. to like watch John. It was shit fun to pants. put John inside yeah. of it and watch him freak out. No. Yeah. I mean I went in there and was like, ah shark and like, you know, I don't like being scared in VR. And so that was like that was fun. I also didn't trust any of the people in the room to not fuck with me while I was in the shark cage in VR. Uh, so that was an extra ball of nerves. But in terms of fun, the London heist was the funnest thing in yeah. that pack. And this is a fully fledged game from the same studio Roughly the same game. It looks like it snatched the game or lock stock the game. Mm-hmm. And I'm super down for that. That looks awesome. And I would probably pay $40 for it if it's a long enough game to get that value. Yeah, I played the heist like a bunch of times. Yeah. It was a thing where like I played it like over and over and over again just because I was like, all right, now like this time I'm going to actually get like get the diamond out without like activating the alarms and like getting into the shootout kind mm-hmm. of thing because it did have a lot of like replayability and like trying to do things the proper way. Yeah. Um, so I, yeah, I'm really excited about this thing. The only thing that throws me off is like the fact that like, it's just the hands floating in front of you. Yeah. That immediately takes you right out of it. Yeah. Which I don't think they did that in the heist. Cause I don't remember having a problem with that. I think, the I think it shows like, guns. I think it showed like the full hand, like arm holding it though. Didn't it? Yeah. No, I think, yeah, no, I think, I think it, was it was just, just guns, the guns floating. Yeah. Which I kind of, I think I'd rather have, maybe? I don't know. The just floaty hands look super weird to me. I just remember you playing it and reloading infinitely and throwing the guns at the dudes in front of you who were driving the car. And mm-hmm. it made me laugh so hard I was crying and I couldn't see. <laughs> but, yeah, that game was fun. I like that game a lot. So yeah, yeah I'm excited for like a full-fledged version of that. Yeah, and that was kind of it for things like, I'm gonna get Days Gone. I'm excited for that game, but I don't need to see more of it. I didn't need to see a story trailer. No. I don't need to see anything else. Just the game comes out in a month. I didn't need it. Uh, some of the other stuff, the VR stuff was cool. I'm intrigued by Five Nights at Freddy VR. It it seems perfect for it. Yeah. Like if there's any game that would be perfect for VR, it would be that one. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've played like a lot of the other ones, but I just couldn't get into them because I just didn't understand the hype to them kind of thing. Yeah. I still don't. Yeah. No, same. Um, but like I got where they were going. But yeah, I feel like VR would be... Just fucking terrifying. Yeah, but again... Which is great for me. I don't like like, being scared. I like being scared. So I'm like, yeah, great. Bring that shit on right now. Yeah. I mean, so that was that was cool. The Sizzle Reel had some good stuff in it. I hear great things about that Trover Saves the Universe game. Uh, That's the Justin Roiland, the guy who did Mm -hmm. Rick and Morty game. Um, That seems like it's fun. Everyone, you know, seems super hyped on it. That was really cool, but I don't know if I'm going to get it. That's my problem with VR and why I don't get super excited by watching this. Even though I did watch the State of Play a second time through and was felt better after the second time of watching it than I did after the first because of the things that I mentioned already. But my thing with VR games is I don't really get hyped on them because I don't know that I'm going to actually ever get them because they either come out and I miss them or they come out and they're too expensive for the value that you get or they're just not up my alley. Like, I would love to be excited about Five Nights at Freddy's VR, but I'm not because I don't care about that game and I don't want to be scared like that in VR. Yeah. So, like, I get why they went VR heavy because you have to show that, yes, we still have VR content. This is our second platform. Like, we have the PlayStation 4 and we have this. We want to show you that we're putting stuff behind it. So I get it from that standpoint. I appreciate that. But not a lot of the stuff here jazzed me beyond Hot Shots. But that's because I love Hot Shots. Yeah, like, I feel like, PlayStation VR is something that, like, every once in a while, I kind of think, like, is this dead? Because, like, it feels like nothing comes out for a little bit. Mm -hmm. So, I do, I am happy to, like, know that they are still actively supporting it. And, like, they're so much so that they're, like, we're going to make this the focus of this thing. 
Um, because I don't want to feel like I bought this thing for it to just kind of eventually, like, die and fade away. Yeah. Um, so I am glad that they're still supporting it. Exactly. Um, and, but, yeah, I, I, I'm still, like, you gotta give me some, like, higher quality stuff here. Which I think is what the Blood and Truth yeah, is. Yeah, which is, which is the stuff where, like, this is what I wanted VR for. Yeah, exactly. Is this right here. Super fun, immersive things mm-hmm. that, yeah, so I'm, I'm all for that. Uh, I thought it was cool that they're putting Crash Nitro Kart content in Crash Team Racing. It seems like that might be PlayStation exclusive, though, which is kind of a bummer. Because it said before that segment started that, like, oh, here's something special for the PlayStation fans. And I'm like, okay. But I might get that on Switch because of the portability yeah. aspect of it. So that's kind of a bummer. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was that also was, like, another letdown throughout. Like, it just kept getting let down. <laughs> yeah. And then I kept expecting, like, all right, here's that one more thing. Here's that one more thing. And then it ended with Mortal Kombat 11, which, like, cool for Mortal Kombat fans. But again, not a fighting yeah, game. Yeah, not yeah for it you. also didn't need to be in there. Like, they've been putting out character release trailers standalone before. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, every week they announce, like, two new characters. So right. Why does this have to be part of State of Play? Right. And I think part of it was, like, we talked about what we expected from it last week. And I kind of thought that we would get that. So when it didn't happen, that also led to the letdown feeling of, I thought we were going to get a release date for Ghost of Tsushima. Or a release date for Last of Us 2. Or something from those games, which supposedly are 2019 games. And I know they're going to be doing these throughout the year. And as we get closer, they'll probably do that. Because they didn't want to step on Days Gone, maybe. But it just felt like... Like you said, they needed a bang. They needed yeah. something um, like a Sony exclusive, first party something or other sixty, you know, sixty dollar, forty hour game, and we didn't get that. We got more of Days Gone, which I it wasn't any different than any of the other things they've shown thus far. No, so it didn't feel big. It just felt like a here's more Days Gone, right? And so, and I don't think Iron Man VR was enough. To be like, Definitely not. ah, and Mortal Kombat's multi-platform, so that's not enough. That's not enough to be like a one last thing we got for you. And yeah, that's what they did. So I'm not. I, I'm glad Sony are going to be doing these. I'm glad that we're going to be getting more information throughout the year on other Sony things. But this means that I'm not going to be excited for any of the upcoming ones. No, because now I know what to expect. Right, you disappointed me from the get go. Yeah, because they're a dud direct. Where I'm like, yeah, I don't care about any of the things they talked about. Yeah. But the first one wasn't, I don't think, you know? Right. So, like, the very first Switch Direct wasn't like, we've got this Labo VR. Like, how lame would that have been? You'd be like, oh, it's that's your first Switch Direct? I don't care anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. We'll see. But there are some things to be excited for. Other people's, you know, opinions may vary. So, I mean, let us know what you guys thought of this state of play. I just wasn't super jazzed. Johnny was super jazzed. Joe didn't even watch it, so... Mm. All right, uh, lightning round. Oh, speaking of Sony things, there was news this week that uh, they're no longer going to be selling digital games in stores. So you will not be able to go buy codes for digital-only games for the PlayStation Store. You'll only be able to buy money for the PlayStation Store via cards. Oh, you mean like from Best Buy? From Best Buy, from GameStop, from places like that. So you can't go in and say, I want to buy Power Rangers Battle for the Grid. Print me out a code for Power Rangers Battle for the Grid. You have to go and buy 20 or $40 with taxes and stuff to get those, and that really blows, and I don't know why they would do this. I bet you they were having lots of issues with codes not working or people um, claiming that like that wouldn't download or whatever, losing the code. I'm sure. I'm sure it has something to do with that. I'm sure it has something to do with, wait, why are we throwing GameStop a bone here to buy these games when we can just get people to buy them from us? We it can always get the has taxes, seemed like, we can get the... It always seemed like a weird 
extra step middleman thing. No, it makes sense me. for GameStop because like you could trade in stuff towards them, I guess. Yeah. But you could also just trade stuff towards currency. So yeah, that's what I'm saying. It seems like an extra weird step, which is like just give me the twenty dollars in cash instead of like a specific code for this one t- particular game. Yeah. Well, yeah. some people hate putting a credit card in and like into online retailers. So like, I, think well, I mean, that's I mean, why... like just buying a twenty dollar like currency card as opposed to. You still uh, have to. I think you still have to put your credit card in, even if you're using PlayStation credit. Like oh, you really? Have to, yeah, to make a purchase, oh, even okay. if you're. All right, like, then that makes sense. Even if the credit is all there, I think you still have to have a card on file. Whereas if I just go to redeem code for a game, I don't have to have a credit card. The point, okay. because the points you still have to run through the store, a code you don't. So I mean, it sucks for those people, but I feel like those people are a dying breed of. I don't want to put my credit card in the scary computer. Like you have to. It's the 21st century. Like, mm. That's just how things run now. I, I mean, it sucks because that's how stuff gets stolen and that's like a thing you have to deal with. But yeah. also... As a person who's had to replace his credit card like three times in the last year. Yeah. I, yeah. And I, it's annoying after a while. It's super annoying, but it's just, I don't know. It's one of those things You'll where survive. like, it's a first world problem for me, I guess, where it's like, all right, I guess I got to get a new card every once in a while. Yeah. Okay. It's just part of life now. I'm mm. just numb to it, I guess. But, <laughs> but, you know, so it's surprising and not surprising that they would do away with this and it only really sucks for those like subset of people, people who want to buy games that way yeah. yeah i mean i'm always like i just buy the like when i got power rangers battle for the grid i just bought a 50 dollar card and i'm yeah. just like and now i have an extra 10 dollars to put towards something else yeah exactly. that I put towards uh brawl out which we didn't talk about which was really bad <laughs> Um, yeah, because we played one game or two games of it. Like two games of it. And it was bad and you didn't like it. Nope. Fair That's all I need to say. But yeah, just a weird move from Sony overall because it seems anti-consumer, which is not a place that you want to be in as you're gearing up for your next gen. And, you know, you already don't do cross-play. So it's just another, you know, nail. Uh, maybe it's like the part of the stepping stone towards like um, uh, streaming focus type yeah. stuff. And entirely nice. possible. So yeah. I like, I'm not mad at them for it. It's just a weird move to make. Seems like it doesn't benefit anybody, but only could hurt people. It, it was a thing that confused me as to why that, bo- like, why even bothered, like I said, why this feels like an extra minimum, like, why did anyone even bother doing this in the first place as mm-hmm. opposed to just making them the set, like, 10 20 $30, like, point yeah. card types things. But it also just seems like an unnecessary step now to get rid of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They did say that they will be making higher denominations of cards for PlayStation money. Like, I think they'll have, like, 100 and... 200 maybe cards so that way if you wanted to buy like a digital deluxe edition that's a hundred plus dollars yeah where you could have bought the code now you have to buy the playstation yeah like if you want to buy days gone the hundred dollar collector edition of some kind yeah well it's only the digital deluxe editions because obviously any collector's editions are physical things Uh, but i don't know yeah it's it's a weird move to to get rid of it it just seems unnecessary uh, all right, lightning round. Uh, it's been teased for, for weeks. Uh, we knew that a big announcement was coming at PAX this week, and we finally got it. Uh, the first trailer for Borderlands 3. Now, John, you are the resident Borderlands person, and that's evidenced by the fact that you were the only one that watched this. What did you think of Borderlands 3? Uh, it's more Borderlands, which is nice, but it also just kind of looks like more Borderlands. So, cool i mean i like borderlands for the story i like borderlands for like the world building and goofiness that Mm -hmm. it is um but like sequels are supposed to like build upon innovate what they are instead of just being like hey it's more of the same because then we get crackdown 3 yeah that's exactly what i was thinking like this just kind of feels like crackdown 3 to me but i don't want to start off with a downer because i am excited for borderlands 3 there's it's building on characters so like 
Brick has a mustache for some reason. Um, Tiny Tina's grown up now. Uh, like there are characters from the Tales of Borderlands series that are now in this. Uh, the villains look super fucking cool. Um, there's going to be like multiple worlds now where I felt like Borderlands was either like space or desert. Now there's like a weird swampy area that looks cool. Um, of course there's, they touted billions of guns now because of the randomness of the loot drops and stuff Mm -hmm. like guns with legs. Um, it looks cool. It looks cool. Uh, I was watching the trailer. I was like, uh, we were talking about Joe and I were talking about the dude who voiced Claptrap. Like mm-hmm. having beef with creepy Mick Creeperton who runs Borderlands uh-huh. or uh, Gearbox, uh, and Claptrap's in it, but like right at the very end. So I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I was like, I wonder if Claptrap is going to return because of the stuff that happened with Randy Pitchford that we discussed a couple months ago and him yeah, yeah. having things to say about it. <laughs> um, but yeah, it looks good. I, I mean, it looks like Borderlands, but it just doesn't look very much different. Yeah, and this is really, I mean, it's a teaser unveiling, so they, there's no nitty-gritty story stuff, there's no mechanic, there's no talk of changed mechanics, and that'll come over time. Yeah. Um, so they're like, it's really only looking at the the cosmetic of, okay, yeah, it looks like looks like more Borderlands, but it looks HD, and it looks fun, and yeah. there's and all these characters, like, that's what this kind of trailer is for. We'll get into the nitty-gritty of whether or not it is a Crackdown 3 situation of it's exactly the same game 10 years later, or right. is it... No, we've updated this. New AI means this. New like you know processing power means that we can do X, Y, and Z. That's when they'll need to sell you on the fact that this is Borderlands three, not Borderlands one and a half, one and three quarters. You know, well, yeah, they already did one and a half. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but I, I mean, I I sound like I'm a downer, and I'm excited for it. Again, like the story thing is the, the thing that drives me the most, and yeah. the the humor of it all. So it could just be more Borderlands, but that's fine. It's just more Borderlands content. Yeah, like I'm excited for you, and yeah. I'm excited for other Borderlands people because they've been clamoring for more Borderlands, and it's not Borderlands the Battle Royale or Borderlands right, the which is Hero what I was, Shooter like, kind or of afraid of the yeah. Telltale game. <laughs> yeah, Borderlands the Telltale game. Like yeah. it's actually proper next Borderlands, which kind of surprised me because. I thought they might do a switcheroo of like, it's Borderlands, but not your older brother's Borderlands. You know, it's different because yeah. it's 2019 and we had to change it up somehow. Yeah, I'm surprised it's not a hero shooter. Yeah. yeah. Which like could have been still fun like, and they could still put one out. And I knew it wasn't going to be Borderlands the mobile game because that would everyone just would have, you know, burned, burned down, down your building. <laughs> yeah, they would have burned down the Boston Convention Center. But, you know, so I'm, I'm glad for that fact. Yeah. And, you know. Yeah, that's the one knock that it looks like more Borderlands, but we don't know if that's a knock yet. That could just be like, yeah, yeah no, it doesn't look weird, so uh, I'm on board so far. Right. Well, it, it ain't broken, like, don't fix it. It yeah, has exactly. a distinctive art style, which yeah. is like hard to like step away from. Like, I don't know how you can take a game that looks so distinct in its own and change it to an extent that it's not going to look like yeah. something the same. Even if it's up at 4K, 60 frames a second, it's still going to look like cel-shaded Borderlands. Right, yeah. and that's, I mean, that's a similar thing with Crackdown, where, like, Crackdown just looks like more Crackdown because it's cel-shaded. Like, uh, you, animation can't really get much better than cel-shaded. Well, Crackdown looks like, Crackdown 3 looks like other Crackdown because it also still looks like a 360 game. But that's a separate gripe. In, but it's in slightly shinier now. Yeah, true. true. Now, John, uh, we were talking about something yesterday where you saw an article on DualShockers. It was like, the rise of the hero shooter has me not excited for Borderlands. Not hero shooter, a loot shooter. Or loot, looter shooter. Yeah, oh, like so Anthem like and Destiny. Destiny and all yeah. that bullshit. Yeah. yeah. And like, I mean, um, you do have to kind of think like, is this just the old guard coming back? Because like, how many people are going to be 
uh, excited to play this one when it's like, oh, but like also the newest Anthem expansion is coming out, and I still have to like finish grinding out my uh, Division uh, Dark Zone credits, yeah. and like, oh, I still have to like get to the max ranking of um, uh, Destiny Two kind of thing. But like, those when games are still fun. Well, like, like when like Borderlands came out, it was kind of the first one to really do this, and yeah. now it's like behind the times of all of the other ones. But it's not; those games aren't narrative driven. Borderlands yeah, is a narrative game. I mean, Destiny is a narrative game. Anthem is supposed to be a narrative game. Like the Division, Division definitely has a plot. To I it. played yeah. all the way through. Oh well, Division's different. Division is probably the closest I would come. But like yeah. Destiny, I played all three through Destiny. I don't know shit about the story. No, it's, Destiny, it's not a good. It's not Destiny good two definitely based. went more with the narrative to yeah. it. But like Borderlands, at least has like active storylines and quests that and like can be gone at the same time. This stuff. one, yeah. like Destiny and Anthem, are just here's your mission. Go do it. Yeah. Okay, come back. What you get? Cool. Go on another one. Yeah. Like, Borderlands is more of a, a an actual narrative game. It's more of an RPG as opposed to a shooter, quest-based yeah. shooter. Or so I think that's where it'll stand out to where it could still be fun. I right. think that's more of the old guard coming back is like, all right, we've seen Anthem and we've seen Destiny, we've seen The Division, and they're not doing what we did as good as we did it, so we're going to do it. Right. We're the Diablo of shooters where they're the, I don't know, like mission-based. It's yeah. not... It's not more of a like it's a narrative thing for me. Yeah, so, which is good because that means that it's it can be fun for people who just enjoy single player. Right, it's still different the, enough. Yeah, yeah, which is good. I, I I I don't know. I I tend to have a negative outlook on things, but I'm I'm excited for this. I was expecting it to happen. Yeah. It just kind of looks similar, but that's fine. And I assume you'll remain high until they start showing trailers where everything just kind of looks the same. Where you're like, okay, you're not showing me anything new. You're right. not showing me why this is. Why this is Borderlands three, and not just Borderlands two remasters? Right. I want I want new characters and yeah. I want you know new because they kept like that was another thing is like during the trailer they kept showing like all the side characters from like the stuff that you've known before. I was just like, okay, cool, these characters are returning. Okay, then show me something new. Yeah. And then they showed the new villains, and the new villains look fucking cool. So yeah. I'm like, that's awesome. I can't wait to shoot them. Yeah. Little nuggets of things to carry you through to show like, yes, we are different. Yes, we are evolving. Yeah. But yes, the core is still boring. There was also a quick flash of somebody in like a mech suit, and I was like, uh huh. Yep. Sign. Yep. I want that. Mechs, please. Yes. Put me in that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So there you go. Borderlands three. Uh, lightning round. So we've heard there are uh, plenty of Switch remodels coming throughout the entirety of Switch, I think. We've heard there's a more powerful one. We've heard there's a light one. We've heard that there's none. There's We're not working on anything. Right. <laughs> they, they denied uh, it. Yeah. Uh, we've, and we've heard all of those separately. Now the rumors are smashing together uh, to say that there is both a pro, or I guess we'll just call it a pro, and a light version of yep. the Switch that will be coming probably this year. What do you guys think about that? So, I don't have a Switch yet. So no, you do not. This is good for me because now I get to pick between three. Mm-hmm. Um, the Pro one sounds cool. Don't really want to spend more than what already a Switch is. I feel I, like you wouldn't. I feel like the Pro would just probably replace maybe the $300 price point be, yeah. where the light might be 200 and the regular would be... 250 or it would just get phased out right and then the light one the rumor is that it's removing the rumble and that the the it's going to be like a 3ds replacement so it's going to be the only handheld system yep so you can't uh, it may not come with the dock or whatever but the joy cons won't come off 
Now, that sounds cool. I still want Rumble because there's still a lot of games that rely on Rumble. Yeah, see, I also, don't know. Also, if the Joy-Cons don't come off, there's a lot of games that rely on motion controls. Well, the I mean, you would still be able to like put it in dock and then just use separate Joy-Cons. But that requires to me to games. get separate Joy-Cons. Yeah. Uh, but also, you can play most of the games with motion. You can play in handheld mode with motion. Really, the only thing I think that I can think of that you can't would be like you have to play Mar- Mario Party with the Joy-Con sideways. I mean, like, the, the my stupid example, it's not a game I'm going to buy because we didn't like it, but, like, that Galband game is a Gal rhythm. Metal. Or Galmetal, yeah, is a, like, rhythm game, but, like, you have to use the the motion controls like drumsticks. I mean, you could use the touchpad if you really wanted to, but it didn't really play as um, yeah. uh, immersive. So that game kind of is null and void for half of its content if it's only stuck in handheld mode. Also, without rhythm, you can't feel the beat to the music, so you'd either have to wear headphones or blast the music really loud. Yeah, see, the thing, and obviously all of this is uh, rumors, so yeah, we don't know conjecture. What, what it'll necessarily be. But the way that I read those articles about those rumors is they said it would have no HD rumble, and I'm wondering if they would just have a standard rumble pack generic feedback same thing as a dual shock same thing as a xbox controller thrown in there so you get haptic feedback but it's not the hd rumble of like you can feel it moving along the contours of the controller and it's not that added depth of hd rumble but yeah. you still get something does the rumble work in handheld mode anyways i i i don't know we we talked about this in the chat and i still have not committed it does because i've played tetris effect and i was like oh shit it's oh, rumbling yeah, yeah. So it must. Yeah. I just don't commit it to memory because I've been rumbling for 23 years now with my controllers. And the, I honestly right. You're also just, just used you to your hands point. vibrating. It's, it's weird because I don't notice when it is there, but I notice when it's missing. When it's not. Because I had a six-axis controller and it didn't have rumble and it was light and I didn't like it and I wanted a rumble. And the second <laughs> that the DualShock 3 came out, I couldn't have bought one fast enough. Yeah. So I get that where, you know, from a light perspective, it'd be cool to have non-removing Joy-Cons, like to make it super portable. You don't feel like you're going to break it. It's one standard solid body system. Right. Uh, that's cool. But the lack of, if there's no rumble, that's a that's a definite deal breaker. Yeah. And like, I still want to have, if they take out an option to like dock it, I still want to have that. Again, yeah. it would require me now to buy other Joy-Cons. Or a Pro or something. Yeah, so I think if anything, if this, if the Pro replaces the normal price and whatever cool upgrades it has, I'll probably just go with that. But also, I'm like, sucker for a fancy package. So, like, if it's a different color or, like, yeah, got Pokemon if, on yeah, the back or Pokemon something. Pokemon model. Yeah. They, they're saying it's supposed to come out early summer. Yeah. So I feel like any of the specialty consoles might still be the regular because they're like, oh, we just got to get these parts out of the factory. We got to right. get all this shit out there. We knew these games were coming, so we decided on this months ago. But they, it's not above them to put out a brand new version of a pro or light model with a game that is a special edition because they want you to buy into the new version. Which is what I would be doing. Yeah. So I can get it from that standpoint. Now, Joe, you are a person who routinely likes to collect things. How do you feel about a pro or a light model? And are you tempted, without knowing what they look like or what they do, are you tempted by the prospect of upgrading or traveling your Switch? Uh, I I definitely, like, owning the Switch this whole time and even, like, taking it with me on a vacation for a week, um, I have always wanted a smaller, lighter Switch. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually perfectly okay with the idea of, like, the non-removable Joy-Cons because yeah. I always kind of feel like they're a little bit flimsy. Like, if I'm playing it and then, like, I go to, like, pick up my phone and I'm holding it in one, like, hand... It almost kind of feels like you can feel, like, the Joy-Con bending yeah. inside of the thing. That's why you have to grip it from the middle. Yeah, yeah. 
even uh, when I'm reaching for something, I'm always like, all right, hold on, let me switch like, to switch, one hand. Switch to the one hand mode. Or the, kind of that. Yeah. So, like, if they did come out with, like, a smaller, lighter one, I would definitely be very interested in that. And, like, I already have, like, extra Joy-Cons, and I have the Pro Controller, so... Uh, it, I don't. I could just put it in the dock and then play things with the extra pro controllers I already have, anyways. Mm-hmm. So I'm not really concerned about that. Um, if it is like underpowered compared to the new one, though, that would be the thing that would kind of make me uh, hesitate on which one I would want to pull the trigger on. Yeah. I don't think like, they if, would underpower it. Well, the the not underpowered, but compared to whatever the pro one is, because they did say that the pro one would be more a more powerful system. Yeah, so I'm guessing the light one will be just a smaller version of the regular. Yeah, it'll yeah. it'll be just that's what I'm assuming. It'll be just like this regular switch, but just now in a smaller package, twenty yeah, percent uh-huh. smaller, twenty five percent smaller. Yeah, yeah. Where and but this other one, they're like, it's you know maybe it's the same size or the same design as the current one, but it's more powerful. Yeah, and like loads faster and like has better things like that. That would be the thing that would make me hesitate and make me have a hard time deciding which one I wanted. Now, would you get rid of your standard to buy a Pro and a Lite because you want both? Um, and then in, I mean, and then in 10 years, you go back and of. buy a regular one. So right, yeah, because it's to like add to the yeah, factor. Yeah. It's your first Switch and you I want mean, it to have it back. Honestly, at that point, it would depend on if it physically looks any different between the current one and the Pro one. I assume it would probably, like, because people put mock-ups up immediately of what these possibly look like. And the one that I sent to you guys that looked the coolest was... Had a bigger screen. It had a bigger, it had smaller bezel. It had bezel. less border. Yeah, yeah, it had a smaller bezel. So it, that would be something where I'd be like, oh, fuck, I really... Because, like, the bezel on the Switch is big. I don't care. Like, I don't it doesn't notice it. bother me that much. But the second I see somebody with the nicer one, I'm like, damn, I, I do really want that. I right. really do. It's like the difference between iPhones, Joe, where, like, the other iPhone, like, had a... Because it had a button on it, it had a border. But, yeah. like, the new iPhones have no border except for the, the top now. Yeah. yeah. Well, like, uh, I mean, going along with that, like, they just announced the new um, iPads. Yeah. Um. And, like, they announced, like, the new iPad Mini, which is something that I've always, like, I have an iPad Mini, but I had the first-gen one, and yeah. it, like, feels archaic and old now and, like, runs like crap, and, uh, the, like, the new one came out, but the new iPad Mini also has the border, like, bezel on it, whereas, like, now I'm used to not having a border right. on my phone, and, yeah. like, seeing that border like, why am I going back on that this? thing feels ancient compared to my phone, which now, like, the screen's the whole front of the phone. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, like, if they made a thing where, like, the screen was kind of, like, so much more of the... Uh, you the, get a quarter of an inch back. Yeah. Uh, like, if the screen is bigger... I mean, it all depends on what it comes out to, like, when it comes yeah. down to. Like I said, if it just replaces the other one, it looks like the same system. It just has, like, faster hardware inside of it. Yeah, I'd probably just go with that. Like, if it's, like, a bigger screen or if it's something, you know, uh, that changes the, like... Um, design of it mm-hmm. it's like a not only is it like a bigger screen but it's also a better screen that's not so easily scrape like scrappable if it's like a glass screen as opposed mm-hmm. to like the flimsy plastic screen or if it uh, plays better in sunlight or any of those things. yeah anything like that I, that's the stuff i need to find out about first but uh, as of right now the thought of like a smaller port more portable focused system has me excited because that's kind of what that, i want yeah. Yeah, I I don't think I'd be tempted to buy either one of them, but I would like to see what they look like just to be like, oh, that is cool. They did a really good job with this. Like, yeah. I want to be proud of the thing, even if I don't necessarily want to spend the $200 on, on having this is, one. This is Nintendo. Like, yeah. There's nothing they love more than 
making putting out better. a new version of their <laughs> yeah. things. Like I love the new 2DS XL, but mm-hmm. I don't want one. I just love that I'm like finally they gave the 2DS a clamshell. Like awesome. They they sold the cheaper version without the 3D. Like that's really smart. I've been saying they should do that forever. Good on them. Yeah. Not gonna buy it. Right. But I like that you did it because that is better for the consumer. Mm-hmm. That's how I would feel about the upgrades. Yeah. I think. Uh, but we'll see. I mean, I'm sure E3 is when they'll announce that in whatever direct that they have for, for that. Um, I mean, could be in any direct, honestly. But I would think that would probably be when we'd see it. And then maybe it'll be like, it's we're unveiling it now and it's out next week or something like that. Um, but we'll see. And we'll definitely be talking about it if and when those are confirmed. Speaking of Nintendo lightning round, uh, you guys are familiar with Monolith Studios, correct? Never heard of them. Oh. Uh, well, they are the company behind Xenoblade Chronicles. Oh, uh-huh. And they are also the team who in the past has worked to help bring Zelda games to light. So they worked on Skyward Sword and they worked on Breath of the Wild doing environments and level like layout and design type stuff. Um, and they are apparently staffing up to work on a new Zelda game. So what do you think about that, fellas? I mean, sure. we knew there was a new Zelda game coming. Did like, we though? They don't normally do two in one two, generation. Yeah, two gener- per generation. Doesn't like they it's did. coming out this generation though. Well, well, I mean, they did uh, Twilight Princess and Skyward Sword. Twilight, this... Twilight Princess was a GameCube game that got It boarded. did come on... No, yeah. but it came out simultaneously. On I know, but it was one of those things where, like, it was clearly an end-of-life GameCube game. Uh, but by that same token, Breath of the Wild was or also was an end-of-life... underpowered Switch or uh, Wii game. Yeah. Well, and, but to be fair, Breath of the Wild was also a Wii U game that got pushed to be a Switch and Wii U game. So yeah. I guess it's the same kind of scenario. Yeah. So it's not... It's not unheard of for Zelda games, but I am honestly, su- I'm both surprised and not surprised because I'm surprised because I didn't expect a second one, uh, but I'm also not surprised because they front loaded their classic characters on Switch with a Mario and a Zelda in the first year, yeah. and they needed you, you, stuff you for You can't the- just let those go away then and say like, well, we put it out launch date. Like, yeah. no, we can't make another Zelda game until the next one. Yeah, launch date and six months later, you had a Mario and a Zelda. You're not going with just those two for the whole life cycle of the console. So yeah. I'm not surprised by that. But I, I'm surprised that we're hearing about it so soon, even though it is just like leaked job, you know, posting. Well, let me throw it to this this way. There was also Hyrule Warriors. So this doesn't and, and, have to be a mainline Zelda game. And there's uh, the remake of, whatchamacallit? Yeah coming as well mm-hmm. yeah so it doesn't have to be a mainline zelda game there's also that dungeon crawler game that's having zelda characters reskinned the into it to the necromancers yeah, yeah, yeah. Legend of zelda. so this could just be another weird non-mainline zelda game of some sort or nintendo just said fuck it <laughs> we're yeah. just gonna cram out as much as possible sure. which i'm fine with yeah that's Give how every more other of a thing that i want yeah. yeah thanks exactly yeah, the only thing that, like, and that's that's a good thought, that it could just be some other wonky, you know, Zelda spinoff. It could be an update of, you know, Triforce Heroes or something like or that. Or it could be like an Ocarina of Time remake. Yeah, I feel like they've done that enough, though, haven't they? Yeah, they're not going to remake it. They're not going to remade. They did, like, HD upscaling. But they're not going to yeah, hire another ones. company to remake a game that they've already farted out four times. Mm-hmm. I mean, they could. Yeah, I the fact that they've only worked on mainline Zelda games in the past, at least as far as I could tell in anything that I read about this particular news item, uh, makes me think that it's more likely that that's the case. But again, Xenoblade Chronicles and Xenoblade Chronicles 2 didn't sell great, I don't think. So they could just be like, listen, your games aren't doing great. Our games are kicking ass. Get, we'll give you a character that people will definitely buy, whether the game is good or not. Have at it. Like, right. You like what you do. Like- take something good and... and 
go. Right. Or they could just be doing environmental stuff, like not yeah. making the full game. No, exactly. And, like this okay. could also just be uh, the the mainline Zelda team working on this, mm-hmm. and they're just doing assistant stuff. Yeah, which is probably what it's going to be because that's what their track record indicates. But now, do you think that this will be a full-blown new Zelda game, or do you think this is going to be Breath no. of the Wild 2? I don't think it's going to be anything. I think it's going to be a weird pseudo-side game. I think it'll be kind of like a Majora's Mask to Ocarina of Time. Mm-hmm. It's same engine, looks very similar, but tells a, a different Cry story. It's a Dragon version yeah. of Zelda. Yeah, where maybe it's more. it feels more like a standalone DLC than it will in a next one, where it's like maybe it's a $40 one, but they'll still... Charge you sixty dollars. Right. I don't even know. I'm thinking that. Um, yeah, I think it'll be more of uh, like a it's spin-off Breath of the Wild type, kind thing. of where it's like, oh, he look at he can travel other places. Look at all these all, all these other worlds he can go to. Or Hyrule's beset by some new thing, and everything's uh, flipped on its head, and it's different somehow. Sure, like, that's probably what it'll be. But it'll be built on the same engine. Like I don't think they're building some new thing for it. It'll probably look the same, but just tell a different story. You know what I'd like to see a Breath of the Wild prequel. That's like. What happened before he, before he got injured and got put into the yeah. like stasis thing? Like when the world had all of the crazy technology and it wasn't like, or, you know, ruins and shit. Yeah, no, that, that could be, be pretty cool. It'd be like the little kid version from like Ocarina of Time. Yeah, we're like, all right, cool. You're playing as younger, smaller hero because like you saw a lot of stuff like in the flashbacks that he had. But it would be cool to play it and flesh that out. Yeah, yeah, that would actually be a really worthwhile thing. Mm. That was a good idea. All right, lightning around. Uh, Apple had their some kind of event. They do them all throughout the year, but they had one this week that touched on a bunch of different stuff, including a new uh, TV app. So you can loop in all your HBOs and your Hulus and all that stuff into one app, which was cool. Uh, they announced their new TV streaming service, uh, which they announced in a weird way by saying, this has never been done before. Even We're though it's gonna, been done a million times done a million, They're like, it's never been done before. We are taking creators from Hollywood, from movies, and from TV to make shows that we will stream to you for money. Like YouTube TV. I mean, Or like, Netflix. Like Netflix. Or Hulu. Or, Hulu. or Amazon Prime. Yeah, or any of those things. Well, I think that their YouTube TV is probably the closest. No, no, no. No, because YouTube TV is cable. But it still has, like, YouTube Red stuff is still tied into that, so... Yeah, but that's that's YouTube Red. Like, you just get that for free by buying YouTube TV. But this is more like the Netflix, the Amazon, the Hulu of... We're making original programming. We're getting in famous people from the industry to make stuff. But that, cable isn't involved in this either? No, no, no. This is just... Oh. This is just Amazon Prime Video. This wow. is just Netflix. Yeah. This is just Hulu. Straight up. Great. But cool. it's never been done before. Never so been they, done. They announced that, um, which I thought was weird. And they didn't even show full trailers. They showed a sizzle reel. Not important. That's TV stuff. I can gripe about that later. Um, but what they did announce was the new overhaul of the App Store. And they wanted to focus on games and gaming content. So they announced an Apple gaming subscription service. Yeah, it's called Apple Arcade. Apple Arcade. Which is, it's Game Pass. It's also never been done before, but it's Game Pass. It's it's Game Pass for like iPhone games. Yeah, yeah, that you like play on your Apple TV. Yeah, or on your phone. Cool. Yeah. Which like I mean, isn't this like essentially just what like the Ouya was? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, because it's all. I mean, they they did tout uh, that they're going to you know they're putting pride in the developers. They're giving them all the money. It's not going to be traditionally mobile style games. It looked like they were three D worlds. More like akin to smaller scale RPGs, maybe. But there's still tons of that stuff on the App Store. Like you can play MOBAs on your 
Oh, cell phone. Absolutely. Yeah, that's why you can play not... them on your TV. Yeah. So, like, that's cool. You can play it on Apple TV. Like, that's fun. That's cool that there's going to be all these games that are more than just traditional shovelware. But the thing that got me was that, like, Apple and their app store pioneered shovelware uh, to the extent that it is now. Like, the Apple app store is a treasure trove of garbage where, like, it's nothing but freemium games. I don't, like, like, don't even try and check it anymore. Yeah, like, a million games come out a day. It's all garbage. And Apple's like, we know that there's a lot of garbage in our app store. So you're <laughs> going to pay us a monthly fee to just get the best games. And it's like, uh, that's a dick move, right? Like, right? Because you're just saying, like, yes, we allowed the app store to run amok with nothing but crap. Now we're going to make sure that you have quality games to play, but you have to pay us to do that. And it's like one thing when it's a, like a service when you're dealing with something like on the PlayStation or on the Xbox Game Pass or the PlayStation with their uh, AAA titles. And... Yeah, they're like sometimes it's like sixty dollar like AAA yeah. games. Like this is paying them to get like a bunch of ninety nine cent like. Well, no, granted, there games. are there are like fifteen dollar games. Yeah, I think this is more that where you're getting a ten dollar, fifteen dollar mobile game, but. Like, there's uh, tons of Final Fantasy games that only came out on the phone that are, like, 15 bucks. But, like, again, those are one of those things that I'm like, I'm not going to drop $15 on a phone game. I'll drop maybe two or three. Well, now you can drop $10 a month or whatever. Right, so I'm trying to be, like, put, like, a different spin on this. Like, some of this could be cool. They said they're, like, going to have 400 games. But then they're like, here's the games that we're going to have. And it was, like, a like action platformer that looked like yeah. a generic phone game. And I was yeah. like, okay, can show me something a little better, please? And they, of course, put up all the logos of all the companies that you know and love that make games. And they're yeah. like, we've partnered with these people. And it's like, okay, partnered in what way? Like, are they going to bring the game that already exists on the iPhone yeah. to this service? If so, that's cool. Like, if all the Grand Theft Autos that are on iOS are part of this, it's like, all right, that's pretty cool. Those were... $5, $10 games, I think. Like, yeah. All right, that's fine. That's at least a AAA game. They're old and I've played them everywhere else, but that's good to have something that has name recognition. But I looked at that and I was watching the, the conference and I just went, I don't, who is this for? Who is clamoring for these like specifically designed mobile experiences that can be played on a TV or that are better? Like, I don't know. I don't Not know. Not me. I'll tell you that. Yeah, like, I like mobile gaming to an extent, and some stuff is fun, and it'll be cool that you can play it on the TV, but you're going to need to show me a lot more than what they showed in this thing to give any kind of hope that this is not just crap. Like, my personal taste when it comes to, like, mobile games and, like, phone gaming is I actively don't want, like... A game that's attempting to be like a console game kind of thing, right? I like for me, a mobile game is yeah. For me, a mobile game is something like Sega he- or Sonic Sega Heroes. Yeah, Sega like, I just want like a match three, like, right? Easy something to just sink my teeth Tap into. Fest, you a know. tiny tower or something. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm not sitting there going like, you know what? I really wish, I really wish I had Sekiro on my phone. No, that's not what I want. Like I can play Sekiro on my TV if that's what I want. Yeah. I mean, and granted, you can, you'll can you be able to play this on the TV, too. Granted, if Sekiro was part of this gaming subscription service, okay, yeah, I'll buy an Apple. Like, if I had an Apple TV, I'd be like, yeah, all right, cool. I paid my 10 bucks a month and I get this game for free? Deal. Like, that's what the value of Game Pass is, is you spend the $10, $15, and okay, you get some things that you're not going to play, but then you also get, you know, Crackdown and State of Decay and Sea of Thieves and, like, all these brand new, you're going to get Halo Infinite, you're going to get the next Gears, and you're going to get all these AAA games. 
I don't know what that looks like in this service, especially if they're designed for mobile but can be played on Apple TV. Well, so the Apple Store isn't just for mobile phones, though. Like, uh, they're, the App Store is how you buy any sort of program on your, your computer as well. Yeah. So, like, if you go on your computer, it's like going on, like, the PlayStation Store on Vita where it's got a different library of stuff. So, like, this isn't just going to be mobile games. This will be also PC games. or not PC games because they're Mac, but, like, this will also be non-mobile games as well. So, like, there are things that are going to be looking better. They aren't going to be $60 games, but, like, they are going to be better than a Match 3 or, uh, like, you know, Chinese shovelware. For sure, because they showed off some things of, like, hey, we're, you know, we're partnering and, you know, this team right here is working on an RPG. And it was, like, a cutesy cartoon character and it looked like a standard RPG. Yeah. That's cool. But that there's no pedigree behind that, right? There's no name recognition. For yeah, there's nothing to sell you on the fact that you're paying this monthly subscription. Where like games like that exist on Game Pass, but I have those AAA things to draw me in, right? Right. And that's where I feel like I'm getting it's tricking me into the value of the product. This doesn't have that, and even though these aren't traditional mobile games, and they will be playable on your Mac and your TV and all these other things, and they'll probably be bigger things i feel like you're gonna need to partner with uh you know a major studio to be like you know what and we're bringing our game to this right did say that will wright is making a game for it yeah but will wright has made nothing but garbage just like for a long time now remember spore yeah Yeah. that's like the last thing right yeah but also spore was like gonna be the like best thing ever yeah and then it came out and it was like oh this sucks yeah so, yeah, Will Wright is not the name recognition I need. I mean, Sims. <laughs> yeah, a, a PC game from the early 90s. That was okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I just I don't, I just don't need another subscription in my life. No, like, that's the other Honestly, like, cause I, I actually have to unsubscribe from Game Pass soon. But, um, like, even Game Pass, like, I played two games on that. And I was like, that's cool. Uh, I still just want to buy the things I want to play. Like. I- I, I, it's weird because like I just kind of pictured my future of like having forty fucking dude. You're subscriptions gonna subscriptions. Like, everything's 40 a subscription. Fucking That's what I'm saying. Socks like, subscriptions, food sub- subscriptions. It's like all right, I got my Netflix, I got my Hulu, I got my Amazon Prime, I got my Games Pass, I got my Xbox Live the subscription, I got my PlayStation subscription, I got my uh, play, PlayStation Now, I got my Nintendo Online WWE thing, Network. I got my WWE Network, yep. now I'm going to have my Apple Network, and then I'm going to have this thing, and it's going to be like, wait a second, I'm paying like $800 a month for like all of these subscriptions that I yeah. have. Right. With my YouTube Red, and my like this, and my that, and all yeah. this thing. It's true. I mean, ultimately, if the content is worth it, then it's a moot point, because like, oh, what a great thing. All of these games are fantastic, but I just think when you're starting from the, the place of this is, you know, these are mobile first games. It just doesn't, I don't, I can't imagine a world in which that's going to be something where I'm going to want to pay 10 bucks a month to have access to this library of 100 or 200 or whatever games. No, this is just like we were talking about last week where like they hope that people sign up for it and then forget. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe if they lump it all together where it's like you get Apple Arcade, you get the Apple app, you get the streaming service all for 20 bucks a month. You'd be like, oh, I'll get that. Because I feel that I get $20 worth of content from the shows and the movies. I don't mind that this gets thrown in, too. I feel like that's the only way you're going to get people to buy into this. Yeah. Or if it, like, came free for a year with the new Apple TV Plus that they announced at the same event. Kind yeah. Of thing. Sure. I you mean, still got to put your credit card in, though. Yeah, yeah. Which is fine. But, like, 
I don't know. I just don't. I don't see this being a viable thing. And no. we're gonna look in five years. We're gonna be like, remember that year that they tried to do that Apple Arcade thing and what garbage all of those games were, and nobody cared, and nobody bought it. But again, like this is like Stadia. Like, who is this? Now it's even more of who is this for? Well, yeah, but at least Stadia was like we have uh, Assassin's Creed and we have Doom. Like, no, I'm just saying like this. This has even less of an audience, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Who's sitting because going, Stadia still has a questionable audience. Yeah, yeah. who's sitting around going like, oh, I really want a, a, like a an Apple subs- phone subscription thing. Yeah, to play what would be the equivalent of a twenty dollar game potentially on my Switch. Yeah. But I only get maybe one of those that I like, and everything else is just kind of middleware. Yeah. I don't know. We will see, I guess, when they give more. I don't think they, they give price on this. No. no. Yeah. So I guess it'll determine what it costs and what other games they can get. But I don't know. I'm super down on it right from the get-go. Yeah. I mean, you don't even have a iPhone. No, I'm not like... Yeah. You don't have any iPhone. Yeah, but I don't want to. I don't want this to seem like, oh, I'm an Android guy, so I'm shitting on iPhone. I just oh, I don't I mean, see... I have, a, I have an iPad, an iPhone, an iMac, and an Apple Watch, and I'm not excited for this. Yeah, so. yeah I'm exactly. a very Mac You're going to get an Apple credit too. card? No. Yeah. I already have enough credit cards I've, to worry about. I love, the, I love the Apple credit card because it's like, it's titanium with your name laser etched in it, and it's valid at all the places that accept Apple Pay, and that's it. Like, <laughs> oh, Cool. When am I going to have my credit card but not my iPhone with me? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, this I know. whole thing is stupid. I don't ever use Apple Pay anyway. I mean, I love... Like, I would. Ra- I mean, honestly, that sounds better to me. I'd rather have a physical thing than have everything tied to my phone. But but it still is tied to your phone. Everything. Every part of that is tied to your phone. But like, you just don't need to have your phone on you. Like, It's still run through the Apple it's Pay like, oh, app. I left my phone in my car. Yeah, it's just a physical Apple Pay card. That's all it is. Cool. Yeah, so it's it's not even the thing that you would think would be okay. Yeah, it's I just want a piece of plastic. I don't want it to be tied to my phone. Oh, but it's now it's plastic. a piece of plastic. Titanium. Now it's a piece Laser of titanium etched. that's tied to Ooh. my phone. Yeah, exactly. Remember in the, uh, the Xbox Club that had the titanium cards that would send you your, your gamer tag laser into the card? Oh, yeah. It's that. It's like that. that. Hmm. All right, uh, lightning round. Uh, layoffs have been hitting the games industry like crazy recently, and one of the biggest companies is not immune to that. Who got laid off from where, John? Uh, 350 employees were laid off from EA. Uh, oh. Which, I mean, it, it's always unfortunate for people to get fired. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not like, ah, take that, because everyone likes a shit at EA. Like, I feel bad for these people. Absolutely. Uh, who lost their jobs. Yeah. It's never fun to lose your job. No, it is not. Um, but I think this is, uh, and we've seen a lot of companies lay off a lot of people in the last couple of months. Mm-hmm. And we talked about it the last time one of these happened. I don't remember who it was. but um, Activision? Yeah, probably yeah. the Activision one. But I feel like a lot of companies are now sitting there and they're realizing they have become incredibly bloated. Mm-hmm. And, like, it seems like the, like, indie or, like, the small studio, like, industry um, is carrying a lot more weight than, like, these huge mega corporations. And For they're sure. probably looking, yeah, uh, like, Nintendo is killing it with tons of indie games and stuff and, like, partnering with all these things. So they're probably just looking around going, like, why do we have you know, a thousand employees over here doing this when like we can just, you know, do a lot better with a smaller thing. And people seem to be more inclined to want to play like a little game as opposed to these huge big budget things at this point. Mm-hmm. And I think tastes are just kind of changing at this point. Yeah. Well, I know like I, I saw a lot of them were like marketing people and like business side people. Oh, not okay. necessarily, I didn't look like, into like who was it was, if it yeah. was developers or not. No, I don't think it was like development staff. I don't think it was coders. I think it was more like the office side of things, but oh. also like they don't have as much stuff coming out and the stuff that's coming out isn't selling well right off the gate. So 
naturally you think the people who are putting their best foot forward to get people to buy these things that aren't buying them might be the first ones to go, even though they're not really working with the best products to pitch to you in terms of like marketing and advertising yeah. and stuff. It's hard to sell crap to somebody. That's the thing. So like even the best, you know, snake oil salesman still is selling nothing, you know, water in a jug. So right. it's like, okay, you know, you can only go so far with that. Mm-hmm. But yes, it is super unfortunate. Hopefully everybody that got laid off lands on their feet, you know, I mean, it's weird because, like, there's a solidarity in terms of, like, game developers, but, like, if this was just a bunch of marketing people, I'm sure they're just like, eh, fuck off. (laughs) Yeah, but you uh... could still go to another game company, or that also makes them a little bit more versatile, because you can go be a marketing person for any tech company or any other company. Go work for McDonald's. Look at what Reggie did. Reggie worked for, like, uh, fast food chains and stuff. Like, he did, like, Wendy's, I think, before he got hired from Nintendo. Oh. Uh, no, it was a uh, Pizza Hut or one of the one of the pizza chains, and he even like uh, worked with Sony to create demo discs for the, like the Pizza Hut demo disc thing for PlayStation. Like way oh, back like when, get a, get a pizza and, and it came with like, a demo disc. Like, yeah, like back in the days when you would get a box of Cheerios and it would come with a like PlayStation demo disc in it. Yeah, yeah or like uh, the Chexman games, mm-hmm. like Chexman. Pepsi Man. Great. Yeah, yeah. Maybe uh maybe THQ Nordic can uh, hire all these people. Hey, they got a bunch of games that are probably going to be coming out, so they'll need marketing yeah. and advertising yeah. people there. Yeah, you know that's weird. Like we're talking about like all these companies kind of realizing like let's not bloat ourselves, and then THQ was like, bloat us up, bloat us up. Hey China, give me more money. I want to buy more crap. Mm-hmm. Got to get all them things. But yeah, hopefully all those people uh, they bounce back, find something that they can do. Yeah, land mm-hmm. on their feet. Yeah. Uh, lightning round. We got a new VR headset entering the wild. This one comes from Val. Because, like, we don't need another one to have to choose from, right? Well, you do, because you want to buy one for your PC, so now you have all the options. Yeah, I was going to buy the HTC, because that was the good one. Yeah, that's the one that <laughs> you want. That's the good one that everyone wants to use. I'm waiting, still waiting on here, and that's the thing that I'm waiting for right now. No wires. Uh, I did hear a rumor that there, uh, there was a rumor of a wireless PlayStation headset. I don't remember if we talked about that on the podcast at all. Uh, I don't think we mentioned no, it. No, but I remember seeing it. Yeah, where yeah. it's yeah, it's wireless because there's wireless all there is there. is just like it's the it looks exactly the same, but there's no wires attached to it. And they're like, look, this one's coming. It's like, oh, okay, I need more than that. Is it more powerful? Does it look better? Is there, did it just get rid of the is wires? Is it white? Because like I would love to get rid of the wires on my PlayStation One. I think that'd be fantastic. But I'm not buying another full price VR headset just to get rid of the wires. Because like it's just a part of like unboxing and like taking 40 fucking wires for my PlayStation, like yeah. hooking them all up and then putting on and then getting all tangled up in them kind of thing. Yeah. If I could just have my PlayStation VR headset sitting there and I could just pick it up and put it on and start playing something instead of having to go through this crazy rigmarole, mm-hmm. uh, I'd play it a lot more often. Probably, yeah. Yeah. But uh, anyways, uh, the uh, Valve announced uh, the Valve Index VR headset. Uh, they didn't give much information on it. They basically just said, like, we are making a Valve-specific headset. Mm-hmm. It will, uh, we'll do a, like, full reveal come May. Um, but uh, it is weird because, like, the I remember, like, the ACC Vive was, like, the official headset of Valve. Yeah. And then now, like, they're like, and now, fuck off, we're making our own. Yeah. Well, because all the games that are going to be on the HTC Vive are just going to go to the Epic Game Store, probably. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, and we'll have to wait until May to, like, find anything else about this. But it's just, like, I I know that, like... um, It's a niche market that's getting very saturated. Yeah. Like, having choice is always good and, Mm -hmm. like, having things to choose from. But, like, I feel like we don't need this much choice when something that's so niche, like you said. Yeah, that's going to be the tough, that's going to be the really tough sell here is like, all right, who 
doesn't have a VR headset, that desperately wants one, that doesn't like the price or the whatever or the features of the Oculus or the Vive, that's going to be like, yep, the the Valve one, that's the one I want. Yeah. What are they going to do that's going to be like, yeah, no, I haven't been on board yet, but I'm on board now. That's yeah, what I want. Like, yeah, because now you you, you Half-Life can't... 3 believers? <laughs> I guess. You'd have to announce like some really crazy, super like Steam exclusive. Portal 2 in VR. That would be tempting. That, yeah. But then again, or Portal but, like, 3, like or Portal VR, I guess would be the thing. Yeah. But Any like, portal you would VR. have to make sure it was it would only be exclusive to that. Like what would stop you from just using an HTC Vive to play it unless you made it exclusive to it will only work with this headset. Yeah, I don't I, I don't, don't know, know the way the PC stuff works, so honestly. Well, theoretically it would be like, all right, it only connects to the to Steam, but like other games that use HTC Vive also connect to Steam. Right, so. right. Because so it was up until like, now the official the headset of Steam. Yeah. So, yeah. Of like the Steam VR platform. I mean, it would probably be the same thing of like, hey, you plugged in a controller that doesn't quite work. Like you need this controller to play yeah, this game. Like this certain output needs to be activated. Yeah, well, yeah. It's the same thing where it's like um, when you plug in a rock band controller, it's like, okay, cool. You can play this game now. You couldn't because we didn't detect a rock band controller up until this point. So you can't play. Yeah. So I guess that would be it um but i don't i don't know but yeah i just okay good luck but i don't think this is gonna be Mm -hmm. going very far no yeah uh all right lightning round uh suda 51 is going back to his roots for a new project joe why don't you tell us about that uh yeah suda 51 announced that he is going to be working on a game that we all very much enjoyed Mm -hmm. talked about it previously in the podcast Mm -hmm. Uh, he's gonna be making dlc for fire pro wrestling world yes he is yeah which Maybe sounds, it's my time to buy the game. It will be your time to buy the game. Every every now and again, it's on sale still. I really do think that you would quite enjoy it a lot if you picked it up. I yep. know that like it's content light for you. It is. Um, but I think I've seen enough. I, I think I've seen a couple instances where it's gone on sale where even the DLC one that was like, I think, 60 or 80 is down to like a reasonable price. Yeah. So definitely keep your eye on that, especially with this news, which is pretty good. Yeah, because yeah. I love Sudogoichi. Yeah, and uh, he like kind of cut his teeth early on in his career working on creating like the scenario for like the story modes and stuff for the earlier Fire Pro Wrestling games on yeah, like, the Super Nintendo. Yeah, Super. Yep. Um, so yeah, he's he's going back. He's working on a, a DLC like storyline scenario for the game mm-hmm. called The Vanishing. Uh, there's not really much about it just yet, uh, other than that he's working on it, which mm-hmm. is cool. Like yeah, I like a lot of his games. I've always had a lot of fun with his games. Um, uh, what was it Shadows of the Damned? <laughs> is yeah. is actually like one of the, my like kind of sleeper like. Oh, me too. I love that game. Yeah, that game I had so to good. explain that to a coworker the other day. He's he got was... a gun. It's called the boner. Yeah, it turns and then I was the like, big boner. And then it's the mighty boner after that. And he's like, "Wait, what?" And I was like, "And he humps it. Shoot, this does not sound very. I don't. It's it's a great game though." <laughs> and John got fired for talking about that at work. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, I mean, I liked Fire Pro Wrestling World. I, any reason for me to like pick it up again? Yeah, uh, exactly. under the weight of all the other things that have come out since then. Yeah, because when you mentioned, it, I was like, I really do got to go back to that game. Yeah, I like that game a lot. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Wonder what it's going to be if they're going to like be crossover between his like, Grasshopper Games stuff. Like well, they, so, like Travis Touchdown will be in or something. Uh, they, they showed off like uh, initial artwork for it. It's only two characters. I don't know if it's they like released more team. information, but it, yeah, it looks like it's a tag team thing. It's just these two guys. Yeah. Oh, okay. Shown off. Generic McDudes. Yeah, like kind of generic wrestling dudes. But it doesn't mean that we can't also get 
like some different characters from yeah. his games just mm-hmm. in it as like little sprite extra things. I'm sure it doesn't take much to it. And even so, like you could put it in there, and because of like legality reasons of who put out or who distributed those other games, you could easily just be like, his name's Johnny Football Score. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> oh, okay, it's clearly Travis Touchdown, but right. it's Johnny Football Score, and I can see because that's what Fire Pro is. All those characters are right. like not Ric Flair, but it's, it's Ric Flair. It's like right. it's not Triple H, but it's Triple H. Like so. Yeah, you'll get Johnny Football score in there. Johnny Field goal. Same thing. Yeah. Just, you know, generic. What was the guy's name in Shadows of the End? Boner Man? <laughs> it's That's all I heard. Something Hispanic? Miguel? I don't know. Miguel Bonerman. I'm not going to play this game because it's not going to end well. <laughs> nope. No, it isn't. And I will definitely not cut it out. Uh, uh, Garcia fucking Hotspur. <laughs> That's right. There you go. That is, it is Hispanic. All right, uh, lightning round. Uh, it is the end of the month. Oh, technically, if you're listening to this, the day it comes out, April Fools. It's uh, it's the beginning of April, but we've got our games yeah, with gold. It turns out this podcast was a joke all along. That's true. For only for you, you've been wasting all of your time. Yeah, mm-hmm. jokes on you, Joe. You're fired. Like I said, no one's listening to this because you're not even uploading it. You just have me come here. It's the only time I get to see you. <laughs> uh, but no, it's that time of the month where we get Games with Gold and PlayStation Plus. Joe, why don't you tell us what are on those lists? All right, you want PlayStation or get, uh, Xbox first? I think the PlayStation games are much worse, so let's get them out of the way. All right, so for PlayStation, uh, as we've talked about, is now only two games. We used to get like... Four? Uh, no, we used to get like eight games. Well, <laughs> well technically you got six. You, yeah, you got six. But then, and then most like of them are clock. versions of them, yeah, like right. cross Vita by ones that are cross by. Yep. Uh, but now we are just getting two games. Dose. Uh, so uh, I think one of them is pretty good. It's a game I've already played and I've played a lot of and I, I liked. Um, but uh, we're getting Conan Exiles, which I don't even remember what Conan Exile. Which one was that one? That wasn't the one with the penis slider. Was That's it? the one with the dong slider. That was an MMO though, wasn't it? No. I thought that was an MMO. I don't remember. No. But Conan I'm pretty sure it's the was one. The MMO. I'm oh. pretty sure that's the one with the dong slider. Huh. That uh, revolutionary well, mechanic that we yeah. mentioned the other week. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're going to get uh, Conan Exiles, and then you're going to get The Surge, uh, which was the like future sci-fi Dark Souls game, um, which is getting a sequel pretty soon. Cool. Yeah. So I like The Surge. Uh, I I could. It's one of those ones where like I feel like I've gotten a free copy of this a bunch of times. I'm pretty sure it was a Games with Gold as well. It might have been a Games with Gold. I don't think it was, because I would have been excited about it. Oh, yeah, that's true. I don't know. Because uh, I do want to play it. But, I mean, it's also a game that's been, like, on sale for $5 a bunch yeah. of times on certain things. But so. now I don't have to pay yeah, for it. Yeah, now you don't yeah. have to pay for it. But, I mean, plenty of options that are, have gotten it up to this point. But, mm-hmm. I mean, if you're going to get it for free, play it and enjoy it. Because I thought it was very fun. Yep. It's not nearly as polished as a lot of the other Dark Souls games, no. obviously. Because it's just a knockoff. But uh, it did enough things right and enough things fun. Nice. Uh, so that's what you get for the PlayStation. It still feels weird that it's only just two things now. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised they're not at least throwing in a VR game. Yeah. There's enough, like, VR's been out for two years now. You it should be... throw in just one small, like, even if it's small, even if it was $10 when it came out, something to show that you're getting yeah, more for... like Party Room VR and yeah, stuff. sure. Yeah. But just getting two just seems weird. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then, okay, on the Xbox, uh, you're going to be getting... Uh, for Xbox One, you're going to be getting the Technomancer and Outcast Second Contact. I have no idea what either of these games are. John, you said you were looking forward to Technomancer. Technomancer was like a like Diablo clone, but like sci-fi. 
Hmm. That would be pretty cool. That sounds sounds like it'd be pretty fun. Uh, And then uh, on the Xbox 360 side of things, you're going to be getting a copy of Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Advanced Warfighter 2, which uh, I never really cared about the Tom Clancy uh, Ghost Recon games until uh, Wildlands came out. That was the only one I was ever really interested in. I played Advanced Warfighter 1, but not 2. I remember uh, I did play, I don't remember if it was Advanced Warfighter 1 or Advanced Warfighter 2, but I got an achievement in it that was one that was actually like supposed to be really, really, really hard to get. Yeah, because you're the god of video games. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it was like I got it by accident, like without even trying. Yeah, of course. And then everyone yeah, was like... wasn't even trying, Johnny. You know this? It was yeah. like a thing for like killing 10 people in 10 seconds or something like that. Mm-hmm. And like... I just lucked out where, like, there was a thing where, like, ten guys just ran out of, a, like, a yeah. tunnel at the same time and well, just I killed mean, all of them. Smiting ten people all at once is easy for the god of video games. Yes. Yeah. I killed ten in one blow. Yeah. Now uh-huh. I'm going to go slay the giants. <laughs> so, Outcast uh, looks like a Horizon Zero Dawn ripoff, like, even by, like, the box art. Ooh. Well, did it come out first? I'm, I don't know when Outcast came out. Uh, it came out November 14th, 2017. So, so that would have been after. After? Yeah. yeah, like six months later. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then uh, we also get now uh, with the Xbox uh, Games Pass or whatever the hell it's called. Games, games with, with Gold. Games, games with Gold. You know the name of the segment? Yeah. Fucking uh, you also now uh, get an original <laughs> Xbox game with yeah, everything. It's a good one, too. Yep. Uh, so uh, you're going to be getting a copy of Star Wars Battlefront 2. The good Star Wars Battlefront 2. Yes, the Xbox original PlayStation 2 Battlefront 2. Now, I wonder, is online still existing for these backwards compatible games? I think and they are added when to, right? the game gets added to this. Yeah, yeah, I think they're like reactivating the servers for this now. Because that's sick. That game was awesome online. I know. I really like that game a lot. So I'm excited to give that one another try. Yeah, you'll have to let us know if it is. Is that the first of the month or 15th of the month? Oh, that is the first of the month. So Technomancer and Star Wars Battlefront uh, come out on the 1st. And then Outlast and Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Advanced Warfighter 2 come out on the 16th. Wait, Outlast or Outcast? Outcast. Outcast, yes. Because I was like, Outlast Outlast is is not the racing game. It's a different game. And that's not the box that John just showed us. So I don't know what the fuck is going on. Um, So yeah. I mean, the takeaway there is Battlefront 2. Yeah, and yeah. then Surge for PlayStation. Those are the takeaways, I think. Uh, I mean, Techno I recommend. Answer, I'm interested in as well. Oh yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. I recommend Surge to anybody that's gonna get it for free. So yeah, give yeah. it a try because it's a fun one. I'm just gonna download Conan, play around with the dong slider, and then delete <laughs> it off the system. Wow, look how big that dong is! It's so big. That's... Now it's fine. Finally, <laughs> I'm represented in a video. Game. <laughs> it's entirely worth your time. Whole time. Normally, I don't like to play myself in a video game, but that's because I can't really be Good myself you can't, you can't make it small enough representation of yourself can't do it can't make it small enough there it is john uh now now i can <laughs> <laughs> all right uh well that'll do it then for the lightning round not lightning round which will also do it for this week's episode of the broken clock podcast games cast remember you can find the games cast every monday morning at 9 a.m on Google Play, iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, and Spotify. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter at Broken Clock Pods. So let us know what you thought of the state of play. Are there any games in there that you were excited for? One that I forgot to mention was I'm actually super jazzed to see uh, No Man's Sky in VR because I've been saying from the get-go it should have been a VR game and now the whole thing will be playable in VR and I'm actually going to play it. 
telling you right now. Wow, yeah, I'm tempted to play that now. Free update, too. I, I forgot to mention we were talking about it, and then we were talking about VR. I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot. That's going to be sick. Um, but let us know if you're excited for Borderlands 3, if you're going to upgrade or downgrade your Switch, or if you're excited in even the slightest bit, cause since we aren't, about the Apple subscription service, uh, let us know on Facebook and Twitter at Broken Clock Pods. But once again, for the Broken Clock Podcast Gamescast, my name is Adam. I'm Joe. And I'm Johnny. And thanks so much for listening. And I've got to go on vacation for the next four weekends, so I'll be seeing you guys later. Yeah, he'll be back next week. Oh.